Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Brandon Tierney and Sal Licata on WFAN The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. BT, I've come to this realization here. You know, sometimes I have these epiphanies. This wasn't even an epiphany, but it is a realization that for the Mets to get to where I want them to be eventually, which is a World Series winning team, they need to trade Pete Alonso. And I know you've been saying that they should trade Pete Alonso for a while. Mm. And I've been open to the idea of understanding why they would consider trading Pete Alonso. However, to me, it's different. The reason why I would trade Pete Alonso if I'm the Mets is because I believe his presence is preventing their true leader, their true captain, from taking the reins of that clubhouse, which I believe is a problem. The core, we've talked about the core in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Brandon Nimmo is their leader. I've seen enough. I've heard enough. Actions, loud, uh, his words, everything. Everything that Brandon Nimmo is about, he embodies a captain and leader. Selfless, accountable. I'm not saying the other guys aren't. Lindor's got the cachet. Pete's got the cachet. Neither of those guys are the captain slash leader that Brandon Nimmo is. And with Pete there, I don't believe Nimmo can truly take over the reins of this team, which I think he has to do for this team to have the ultimate success. Therefore, I would trade Pete Alonso. Okay. All right. So we got here. We got here. Uh, I got here a lot earlier than you. I've been open to it, but this is different. We are taking completely different highways to basically get to the same point. Now, I've been thinking a lot about the Mets today. Our conversation with Buck, mm-hmm. you know. I, I want to get into Buck later, Oh, uh, we will. Yeah. We we absolutely will. I, th- I got a lot of Mets on my mind. I, I got I to gotta make sure I'm hearing this right. <laughs> yeah. Are you telling us that they need to trade Pete, who I know is flawed, but mm-hmm. I will still give you, is a 50 home run machine because Brandon Nimmo is the leader? Yes. Yes. You are out of your mind. Because I value the clubhouse, and for some reason, would you agree that something's been off with that clubhouse? 100%. Okay, so if we agree with that, and by the way, the reports have been consistent for a year about some, whether it's chemistry, whatever it may be. 
Would you agree that Pete Alonso, while he may think he is the leader, while he is a tremendous player and a good guy, high character, all that stuff, would you agree that Pete Alonso was not, in fact, captain material or the leader of that team? I, I would probably agree with that. He's a little bit aloof, a little goofy. Yeah, I would right. definitely. I don't well, think that that's unfair. Well, he should be the leader. He's not. And with his presence there, like, you've been on teams before, or just situations before where certain presence on a team would prevent either you or somebody else from being their true self. Mm-hmm. And kind of restricting things like I, the path for the Mets to get to the ultimate success is for a new core to develop, whether that's with Jet Williams or Drew Gilbert or Acuna Jr., whatever, Alvarez, Beatty, these younger guys to come up and yeah, develop, yeah, and Brandon Nimmo to be the captain and leader of this team. He's the guy. And if he can't be that because of Pete's presence, to me, that's a bigger problem than Pete's body, than the money. That yeah, I don't worry yeah. about all that stuff. I know you right talked about hitter, that. Yeah, first almost, baseman. Yeah, first baseman. I'm not worried about that. I, I, love, I love Pete's production. Okay, okay. So, I'm not in the clubhouse. You know that. Right. Me neither. So, it's, it's piecing things together mm-hmm. to be very forward with everybody. I do think that Nemo has, you know, real viable captain... Characteristics. I mean, did you see what he said on the show podcast with yeah. Heyman and, and Sherman? I did. And it's not just that. Yeah, no, he posed, he plays hard. I I, I like I like Nimmo. Accountable. He's there every day. And I'm not saying some of the other guys yeah. aren't, but he's got it. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. All right. So I, I'm having a rough time with this. <laughs> because I'm having a rough time because we're both saying I've been saying trade Pete for a while. You're saying it today, but why you're saying it is perplexing because Sal. I got to throw this back at you. Even if I'll grant you, yeah, I, I think that Nimmo's got some some captaincy uh, mm-hmm. tendencies, if you will. Was Brandon Nimmo on the team last year? Yes. Were the Mets a soft wuss mess? They have shown a soft core, yes. Well, then where the hell was Brandon Nimmo last year? Oh, I think that's exactly my you point. You think that Pete's presence, and, and, and you, uh, you might think this, that Pete's presence truly stifles Nimmo from being a leader? I do. Okay. I, I think that's part that's, of the problem. But tell me how. Because, Explain how. Because he's Pete Alonso. He's the biggest presence on the team. Him and Lindor ideally should be leaders. Something is off there. Where Why Pete is it Pete's fault, not Lindor's fault? Well, they're both to blame. But Pete is the guy who we're talking about here because Lindor's not going anywhere. I'm not sure why Lindor can't be the leader of this team. He's not. Yeah, well, he's throw not some blame either. at his doorstep. I, 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 I mean, I've been well, on Pete for six months here, but i I got to absolve him a little bit. Lindor's getting a free pass. He's got to be a leader, too. Well, not just Pete. The point is that they can't trade Lindor. So to trade, and and I don't think Lindor's presence is preventing Nimmo from being the true leader or captain. There was an exchange last year before the All-Star game that Lindor and Nimmo were talking about each other. That was a very good exchange saying he should be an All-Star, I think. He should be an All-Star. I remember that. Yeah, and to me it was a good one. I think Lindor's almost there, but something's off where he can't be the captain or leader either. And with Lindor's presence, with Pete's presence, and Pete's got the biggest presence there, the, you know, the power and the bravado and all that he's meant to the city and to that team and the franchise, it's preventing Nimmo from really taking the reins of this team. And that, to me, is the best path for success. I know what Pete's power means. Yeah. I know what he means to this organization. However, if he was a captain or a leader, he would have shown that by now. He's not. Nimmo is the guy, and he can't be him true, his true self. 
with Pete there. That's why he's got to go to me. We, we've, oh, wow. we've always disagreed, really, from day one. I always thought you overstated the Mets' talent or or ceiling, mm-hmm. all right? And and that's that's a natural, fair, honest, legitimate, authentic disagreement. And, you know, we'll see what happens this year. Eventually, we'll get answers, right? But, and I, I can see why most people would, it, it's kind of 50-50, I think. But the Nimmo stuff. Well, I don't think any Met fan wants to trade Pete Alonso. No, 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 I mean one. just about yeah. the ceiling is the team. I, I oh, oh, well, I think they're going to be a wild card team this year. Or very well could be. You okay, don't. But, I know we disagree on that. But they can't, like, this is not hockey. Like, Brandon Nimmo's not running out there with a sweater. Right. With the C, although Hernandez wore the C, or an A. He, you know, he's not on the first line. You know, he's not he's not a catcher. He's not the quarterback or a middle linebacker. Dude, he was a center fielder who one year is already in left field. Right. I mean, and this is the guy what, what happened that when you the, want to elevate as a team and get rid of Pete. And I like what happened, as a player. What happened when, what? what happened when it was brought up about Pete Alonso maybe being more of a DH as opposed to a first baseman? You remember what the conversation was then? I, I don't. I'm sure I will once you bring it back up. Go ahead. It was with Dom Smith, and, and Dom Smith was clearly the better defender. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dom Smith. All right. I know you're he, going back he, to well, that. Well, I'm yep. just saying he yep. was clearly the better, better defender. Better fielder for sure. And the Mets would project better with Pete as DH. You know what Pete said? Mm. I'm a first baseman. I want yeah. to play first. I mean, others have when others Brandon have pushed. Yeah, go ahead. I, I, no, I know that. Others have pushed back on moving to DH at age twenty six. When Brandon, I, 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 get I don't it. blame Alonzo for that. He didn't say whatever's best for the team. He uh. said, "I want to play first base." When Brandon Nimmo was told about Harrison Bader and maybe being moved to left field, what did Nimmo say? He said, "Whatever's best for the team." And I want to win a World Series. Yep. I'll do whatever's best for the team. I told David that. That's where I'm at. And you know what? I believe every word that he said. I do too. It's not fake. But yeah, He's I agree. Real. I agree. He he is a real one. He plays hard, and I believe he's authentic with the statements. I'm with you on that. But I'm as much, I'll trade Pete, but I need a better reason. Hell, I think I was the first one who said I would right. to trade Pete. Well, I'm not trading Pete so I can put a C on Brandon Nimmo's chest. But, but that, is, that is insane. But it's not just about the C. It's about there are issues there to me with that core. I believe a lot in chemistry. And building a team. Now, I'm not saying that they don't have it or can't have it. I'm saying that they've shown to have a soft jaw, a glass jaw. They have shown their core to me. That's true. Their core to me needs to be changed for them to have the ultimate success. I don't care what Buck Showalter lying through his teeth said to us yesterday yeah. about, oh, the core is strong and this and that. And I'm not picking on one particular guy. This is not just about Pete. It's about the core as a whole. I told you I'd trade McNeil as well. But he doesn't have that presence that Pete does that's preventing their true leader from taking shape here. And I think the Mets lack a leader. I think it's been a problem. Nimmo's that guy. He can't be that guy, though, with Pete in the way. Not to mention, to your point, the baseball stuff. This, so, is, uh, this yeah. is an interesting day. Yeah, well, I hate mm. the idea of even having to say this. You know how I feel about no, Alonso. you got to like, say what you think. I love him as a player, but the reality is mm. that it's a problem that Nimmo can't take true leadership of this team because he's deferring to Pete who just doesn't have those skills. He can hit 50 home runs in his sleep. He's not a natural leader. And that's There's the no problem. way Pete's a natural leader. BT and Sal on the fan are friends of Town Fair Tire. Remind you that a Town Fair Tire, you always get the guaranteed lowest price on name brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Dan is in Forest Hills. What's up, Danny? Uh, well, I, I agree with BT to a degree that Alonzo is a natural leader. A leader has to take the reins. If Nimmo can't take the reins because Pete is there, then he's not a leader. He's not a captain. He may be, he, excuse me, he may lead by example. He's a good player. He's always there. He's willing to do whatever needs to be done. 
but you have to take the bull by the horns and you have to lead. Like Derek Jeter yeah, led, yeah. and like Keith Hernandez led. And Danny's almost 30. Say, Danny, well, you know. Danny, it's not like he's 23 and he's trying to figure things out like Alvarez or some of these other kids. That, that Maybe I'd give him a little more room to develop that more outward leadership or flex that outward leadership side. He's going to be 30. I think Brandon Nimmo is 30 or 31. Uh, you know, exactly. So, and Nimmo, Nimmo doesn't have the natural personality as a leader. He's no, kind of a no, quiet guy. It's the exact opposite. Nimmo is the leader. I mean, this is, this is not even – like if you're paying attention, it's not even up for debate. And thank you for the call, Dan. Brandon Nimmo is the leader. Whether you want to believe it or not, he's it. Lindor has some traits but hasn't taken ownership. If he did, it would have developed by now. Pete doesn't have that skill set. Nimmo's the guy, and I do think a, Pete's presence there is preventing him from really cutting through. Now, maybe Nimmo's just going to say, you know what? Screw it. I'm taking over the range of this clubhouse. I, I respect Pete. I respect Lindor. This is my clubhouse now. And, and and guys will start to follow him. You think him. he's a good enough player to do that? I mean, well, I, I know. I mean, that's the problem. He's but, good. He's yeah, but, that good. But that's the problem. That guy? It's, it's not always the best player that I are agree. the best leaders. I agree with that. I do agree with that. But for him to to take that baton of, of leadership, if Pete's still there, that's, 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 a, that's well, a big be, flex. But that's part of the problem here. That's why I'm saying maybe they need to trade Pete. Yeah. So they can be their best version of a team moving forward. Let me ask you this, Sal, because this will—I think this will illuminate. You I, agree, I think. Pete's not the leader. I, I would trade. I, I would absolutely well, trade well, Pete. But for he's not. Reasons. He's not the leader. Well, but that's okay. and I wouldn't build around them. But I wouldn't trade him because it would open up Nimmo's ability to lead. I would trade him because he's going to be thirty. He's a righty. Right. He's an average first baseman. But you don't you, build teams that way. Well, blah, which is blah, fine. Blah. But then you're minimizing. See, I would go the complete opposite. I, I I don't care how old he is or what position he plays. I would pay him because of the power. Yeah. But Pete wants the most money. That's been clear. And look, Nimmo got a big contract too. So I'm not saying that you know Pete should get the most money he could possibly get. Fine. I'm saying that. There's something off in that clubhouse. I agree with, with I agree with that. And I don't think the solution is to just trade Pete to elevate Nimmo to some mythical captaincy. Are you gonna actually slap the C on the guy's jersey? It's not Keith Hernandez, I even, dude. I don't even care Keith's about the, the best C. leader of all time outside yeah. of Mark Messi in this city. I don't even city. care about the C necessarily. Uh-huh. Just you don't need the C to be a leader. Yeah. If you pay attention to what's going on with this team, he's that guy. But yet something has prevented him, and I think it might be the presence of Pete Alonso. Matt is calling from Morristown. What's up, Matty? Do you guys have one of the COVID uh, temperature guns you can put to Sal's head to see if it says 107 with this take about Brandon Nimmo? He had 600 at-bats last year, and he hit 23 home runs, and he hit 274. You could read stats. Congratulations. Holy cow, Matt, you did it. Call of the day. He can read stats. Congratulations, Matt Morristown. You're the winner. Listen to me. You shouldn't even be talking right now. They should you should they should put you in the timeout room in the corner for this take about. Brendan Nimmo is an okay baseball player that plays a good center field. Look around the league. Everybody has really good hitters all over Yeah, the I know. You could read still. stats. There are better numbers. Like, That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about stats. Do you have an opinion on Nimmo being a leader or not? Listen to me. Who cares if he's a leader? Well, that's what we're he, talking about. Bye, Matt. Thank you for the call. Matt's doing – he's conflating a couple of things here. Now, I, I completely – I think Sal's nuts with this with this part. But Matt's call was the – you could be a great leader 
You don't have to be a great player. Right. And he's a good player. I know his numbers. I yeah. can read his stats, too. I can pull them up right now if you like. If you'd like me to recite them, how good radio would that be? Let's go to BaseballReference.com. <laughs> oh, Brandon Nimmo has only 300 bats last year. Oh, he hit 23 home runs. OPS, oh, he can't be a leader. What was his war plus? Matt, pay attention. And pay attention, you'll learn something here. If you watch everything Nimmo has done since he's been here, if you pay attention to what's going on, you know he's the leader of this team. And to really take over the reins of that club. Now, look, maybe he can do it with Pete there. But that means Pete takes a step back. I know Pete's going to have a bigger contract and all that stuff. I know Pete's the powerful guy. I know Pete loves him, Mr. Matt, all that stuff. Going to be the greatest position player ever in Mets history. Mm. I get all that. That's what makes it difficult for somebody else to be the leader. The reality is... Nimmo's the leader. It's not Pete Alonso, and maybe the best path to have that really take shape and change the core of this team is to, in fact, trade Pete Alonso. You go back to the Yankees dynasty. Um, curious uh, from a non-Yankee fan's perspective, who do you think was the leader of that team? Which say this again? That the Yankee dynasty, the last dynasty. Yeah. Uh, who do you think was the leader on that team? Well, I mean, the leader. It's Jeter. See, I didn't think. I never thought it was Derek. Uh, Derek. Nobody took his cues from him post game. He always right. said the same stuff. You know, the, the the recycled quotes. I think there were two guys. Go ahead. Give me Posada the and O'Neal. Uh, I disagree. Uh, I know you're remember when Remember when Pedro threw the baseball over Karim Garcia's head? Yeah, yeah. And Jorge stood on the top dugout and said, throw it at my head. Yeah. Did Brandon Nimmo do anything like that last year? When they were just bamb- like, treating Pete like a pinata? Yeah, but if he does that. And that's not the only, I didn't mean to interrupt, but that's no. not the only form of leadership. But I didn't see Nimmo distinguish himself or delineate himself as a better leader than anybody. I saw 25 zombies who took it up to behind and were soft. But that's part of my point is that maybe Nimmo is reluctant to do it because he didn't want to overstep his boundaries where he's sitting back thinking Lindor should be doing that or Alonzo should be doing that. And now maybe for him, he's going to take more of the right. I, I don't know. I can't speak for what Nimmo's going to do. All I can tell you is he's the leader. I mean, he's been the the player rep in the union for the last couple of years already. That's voted on by the roster. I, mean, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if you go talk to every individual on that team and you voted, you know, like you used to vote for Little League, the All-Star team. No, the coaches voted. If you vote for who the leader Players of the team vote. is. Coaches did. Anonymous vote. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah I know what you're saying. Ano- anonymous vote. With captain or the MVP N- or something. Nimmo would come out the leader of the team. He might. And I think that there is a... Pete's presence is huge. No, like, I'm not going to disagree with that. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's preventing Nimmo from being the true leader, which I think is hurting this team. They have no identity. The core, They have none. The core of this team is a problem. Buck didn't want to say it yesterday. Yeah, Buck was soft. Buck, I love him. Oh, Buck oh, was Buck, dancing all Buck day. Buck tried to take the high dancing. road, but he lied through his teeth yep. the whole time. Yes, he did. And he knows he's doing it, and people in the know know he was doing he it. He was lying He to lied us. through his teeth the whole time. The truth is the Mets need to shake up that core a little bit. And I believe Nimmo is the leader, the right guy for this team to be the leader and captain. Maybe the way to do that is to, in fact, trade Pete Alonzo. BT and Sal on the fan warrior calls on the other side. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Santana into the windup. The payoff pitch on the way. Swung out and missed. Strike three. He's done it. Johan Santana has pitched the no-hitter. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the Free Odyssey app. Brandon Tierney, Salakata back on The yeah. Fan, talking Mets today. I we like this Yankees one, Lakata. 
We'll do some football as we get closer to the Super Bowl. Obviously, I can't believe it's Wednesday, Super Bowl week already, so we'll do that over the next me. couple of days. Oh, you like the song? I love it. You bust out a little freestyle or what? Been in the lab with a pen and a pen. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. A little freestyle challenge, BT and Sal. By the way, game five of the World Series, baseball card World Series, takes place tomorrow. Look forward to that. All right, just to get back to the topic here, to me, it was very clear after listening to some of the stuff that Brandon Nimmo said on that podcast with Joel Sherman and John Heyman of The Post. Uh, I think it's called The Show. And they had and they do a good job getting a lot of good guests on there, making some news with it. And, you know, Nimmo's comments showed a true leader and a true captain. And it's not just that. It's the years of the way Nimmo has acted and said things and, and operated. He's a great... It, it takes a lot, BT, as you mentioned some of the leaders before. There, It takes a special personality yes. to be a leader. I think Nimmo's got it. That's a rare find. You don't have to have the most talent, yep. but he's got the innate ability to be a leader. And I just feel like Pete's presence, it's not his fault. And, and this is not me hating on Alonzo. Trust me, I do not hate Pete Alonzo. As a Met fan, I love Pete Alonzo. I never met him personally. Mm-hmm. He's, I'm sure, a nice guy. All the stuff that he's done with charities and all that. I think he's going to be the greatest Met position player of all time, and I don't think the Mets are going to trade him, and I think he's going to be a Met long-term. But I think that that might be a problem for what I think is an issue with the core of this team to get their best performance moving forward. Nimmo's got to be the leader or captain of this team, and I don't know if he could do that with Pete here. And the way I do it is I just build a better team, which is what David Stearns is hopefully in the process of doing. Listen, you know where I stand. I would obviously trade Pete. I would be proactively looking to trade Pete, but I'm not trading Pete to tap into Brandon Nimmo's leadership. And I don't say his name like uh, in a der- like Brandon Nimmo. Not, it's not any, nothing derisive. I love Nimmo. He's a gamer, man. This, this, this young man, he gets out, he plays hard mm-hmm. every day, and he runs hard, he gets dirty, breaks up double plays, old school. He could have fit in, I think, any generation, the 30s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. Nimmo's a ball player. I don't care if he's a leader. What I care about is, or I don't care if his leadership is being suppressed because of Pete Alonzo. What I care about as a baseball fan and talking to Yanks and Mets equally on the show is that the Mets eventually get their act together and put a team out there that can be good for a couple of years in a row. And until they increase the talent base, that's not going to happen, even if he's as good a leader as uh, Mark Messier, Brandon Nimmo. But don't you think their lack of leadership has been a problem? I think their lack of talent has been the bigger problem. (sighs) Big, much bigger. Don't you think their core has been a problem? That I'll give you. But that also ties into the talent. Like I oh, think, is it the talent? I mean, last well, year there was talent that is almost any team in no, no, baseball. So give me the core. Hold on, Pete, Pete, yeah. Lindor, right. McNeil, right, and Nimmo. Is that the core we're talking well, about? Marte. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, Marte's not the core. He's going to be gone. That guy was year. an all star when he was healthy two years All ago. Right, but, I'm just saying, I th- whatever it is, however you want to shape the core, I saw it. In even in a great season, winning 101 games, I yep. saw it yep. fold like a cheap suit. Yeah, cheap or like suit. a ten, yeah, or no, yeah, no, works too. Whatever. I saw them get punched in the face, mm-hmm. kicked in the teeth, and not be able to get up. Whether it was getting swept by the Braves and losing the division, whether it was in the postseason series following, whether it was the following year with some new faces, you know, Scherzer and uh, Verlander instead of Degrom, they they still were a soft core and they had clubhouse issues. Something is wrong with the core yeah. of this team. Yeah, it's not good enough. 
Let me ask you this. One of the guys won a batting title. Uh, One of the guys had 50 home runs in his sleep. One of the guys should be a perennial all-star, one of the best shortstops in the game. It's not good enough? No, it's not. And not one of them is a top 20 player in baseball. I mean, the Astros, so think about this. Altuve just signed a five-year, $125 million extension, right? If you say to me, what's the Astros' core? I say Bregman, I say Tucker, I say Altuve, and did I say Alvarez? Okay. You ask me, who's the Braves' core? Olsen, Acuna, yeah. Riley. Well, that simple answer. Yeah. What's the Dodgers' core? Freddie Freeman, Mookie right. Betts. I mean, what's you know, the Yankees' core? Uh, but, but the Yankees aren't a championship team right. yet, so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get into the Yankees. The Mets' core. I, I mean, we can sit here and, and and you know dissect the elements of leadership, but I'm not saying that it doesn't matter on some level. What really matters is. They're just not good enough. Right. Well, I t- but but it needs to be changed. Yeah, that, I would okay. trade Pete. I right. agree. But I would trade him to get an infusion of younger players that would actually make them better and sustainably good, not to tap into Nimmo's leadership. Hector is calling from Washington Heights. What's up, Hector? What's up, Sal? BT, with all due respect, this is going to turn into a good old throwback overnight battle right here because Sal's making me sick. I love him to death. But what are we doing? Well, I'm going to sit this what? one out for a little bit. You boys well, can have why? fun. Just, just get, get to it. Go ahead, Hector. Why do you hate P so much? Listen, I've been telling you Nimmo's the captain of this team when you didn't believe it for like almost two years now. So when I saw that stuff yesterday, I felt just like you and many people. Yeah, Nimmo, he's ready now. And I would say before, maybe he's not ready to be a captain, but not because Pete is holding him back. And every time you bring him to clubhouse, whether the core of this, everything is Pete, 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 Trey, Pete. Like, what is going on, my guy? No, like for real. You, you heard what I just said, though. You're you're ignoring all that I said. No, no, I'm not ignoring. I hear you. Is Pete Alonso? Is Pete Alonso? Is Pete Alonso the leader and the captain of this team? He's not the leader. Okay. He's not the captain. So, he's, and do you think... Francisco Lindor is not the leader or the captain. But they should team. be. Do you want to trade him? Well, yeah. Could they? Could they trade him? The Mets I don't would, know. The Mets would trade him in a second. You don't think but the Mets... You don't think the Mets would, it, okay, stop. Why can't it be that Nimble's just ready now to take that next step as a leader? Because he feels comfortable in himself and Good. his own skin. And I hope... And he cannot do that. I, I hope Why he... Why does it have to be that Peter's holding him back? They came up together. They bring in the minors together. They right. bring teammates together. What what problems do they have with I each other? I think Pete. I'm sorry. I think Pete. I no, no, I, nobody. Nobody said that they had a problem with each other. Pete's presence. Exactly. So why why would you why would you jump to the conclusion that okay, in order for Nimmo to be the captain now and be the leader of this team, I have to trade Pete Alonso? Yes, yeah, sometimes why? sometimes that happens, Hector. Where there's it, a it dominating, happen, like there's a dominating, there is a dominating presence on their team that is the guy with Pete Alonso, but he's not the leader and he's not the captain. By because the way, by the way, be maybe because because Buck had empowered Pete Alonso and more than Thor than anybody. So maybe that's why Nimble took a seat back. Maybe with a new manager now, maybe the new manager sees what we see, mm. and he empowers Brandon Nimble. Maybe they... That's interesting. Yeah, but it's not about that's the manager, Hector. You've played on teams before. Who, There's certain okay, person. Who, who, who names the captain? Who names the captain? Maybe that needs to happen. Maybe they need to name Nimble a captain, and maybe they see it, and they name him the captain, and now he's still comfortable to do it. Good. And maybe he does it on his own because he finally feels comfortable. We hear the way he's speaking, but... To always say Pete, Pete, Pete. There's a part of in the in the, in the clubhouse. It's Pete. There's, there's, Nobody said that, Hector. Yeah. Open up your ears and thank you for the call. I just said in the beginning five freaking times because I knew this was going to be the knucklehead that calls up and says, "Oh, you hate Pete. You hate Pete. I don't hate Pete. I don't hate Pete." 
I'm telling you, and I'm not, I don't even have to tell you, there have been problems that have been well documented with this clubhouse. I don't care what Buck Showalter says, lying through his teeth. And by the way, Buck Showalter's another one. He thinks, as he said, he comes on yesterday saying that he got fired because the results were bad last year. No, that's not what happened, Buck. You got fired because you and your personality weren't a fit with the New York Mets organization. That's why you're on the outside looking in now. That's the truth. You can come on in line and say it was about the World Baseball Classic in Diaz and guys underperforming, that tough core that you love and believe in, that they had one down year. No, the reality is it was your personality. Saying one thing to one person, saying another thing to another person. That's the truth. The truth is I don't hate Pete Alonso. I love Pete Alonso as a player. There's something off. The Yankees have a perfect fit with judges. Their best player mm-hmm. happens to be their leader and captain. Yep. The Mets' leader and captain is clear it's Brandon Nimmo. And if, and I don't know that this is true, but I'm just putting the facts together here, BT. Yep. We know Alonzo hasn't taken leadership and he's not a captain, all that stuff. That's a fact. Lindor, same thing. Nimmo has those traits, but for some reason hasn't taken full reins. Maybe he can this year, to Hector's point. But maybe he can't because of the presence of Pete Alonzo. And if that's the case, then I would trade him. Now, I mean, it's possible. I still wouldn't trade Pete for that reason. I would trade him. I just want to be clear. I wouldn't trade him for that reason. But I also don't think you need, in every situation where your best player, it helps. If your best player is your hardest worker, your best player is most accountable, your best player is a guy that can mesh with every corner of the locker room. But... Ewing wasn't the leader of the Knicks. I said this before the show. Patrick was the best player on the Knicks. Oak ran the locker room. A lot of the guys rolled their eyes at Pat. He was very surly, very to himself. So, And it's a different sport. It's a different dynamic. It's a different generation. I mean, nobody was going to say a word to Oak because if he did, if you, if, you, if you clap back at Oak, he'd put you in a locker and beat the crap out of you. Everybody was afraid of Oak. And it's not that dynamic with Nimmo. But you don't have to be the best player to be a leader. But when you are the best player and we question your leadership, that's a different element of concern, and, and that's why it feels off with Pete. I agree, it does feel off. Now, now, real quick, so so Hoff was in, is you and Heck were battling. Yeah. Good call, Heck, by the way. We love Heck. Uh, what, what's going on with the Cowboys? What happened? So they interviewed somebody for the defensive coordinator position, and I think it is an interesting name for many different reasons. Is it a local name? Yes. Aaron Glenn? There's no way it's Belichick. It's not Wink. It's not Belichick. Is it Obrick but you're from Colby? But you were getting closer oh. with the Belichick stuff. Uh, where, uh, where's Matt Patricia? Uh, why am I forgetting where Patricia is? Not, 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 not Patriots related. Not Patriots. But Harold, head, head coach related. Former head coach. Vrabel? No, no way. Who? Rex Ryan. Ooh, sexy Rexy. They they. Interviewed him for the defensive coordinator position. That is a good one. Rex. I wonder if Rex takes that opportunity Mm. thinking, like, this is going to be my team in the year. McCarthy, I'll stab him in the back. I'll take over the Cowboys. Uh, He knows he's a dead man walking anyway. Rex. Because Rex has said he doesn't want to go back to being a defensive coordinator. I guess that's the one spot. But hold on. Think about this. Being the D.C. of the Cowboys is almost better than being the head coach of, like. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Nine or ten obscure yeah. teams. I mean, it's it's a pathway to to the stage. I'd love to see wow, it. Wow, that would be good. All right, we could, di- good digest more. we could digest more of that on the other side as well. Call us, 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Brandon Tierney, Salicata, back on the fan, 877-337-6666. It is frustrating, BT, how words can be twisted. And that's one thing that just drives me nuts about this whole Happens thing. Happens all the time in this crazy business. Yeah, I hear you. Like, I get it. Knuckleheads on social media, they hear what they want. Even Hector, like, I love Hector. You know, as a friend, he's become, he started as a caller, he's become an actual friend. But the reality is, in no way, shape, or form do I hate Pete Alonso. I'm I'm looking for the best interest of this Mets team. And the conversation came up yesterday on Baseball Night in New York about Nimmo and his leadership, and I really believe he's a captain. Uh, like, now I know it. I used to think it, that he was a good leader of this team, but I never thought he had the cachet as a player. Well, now I know it. He is the true leader of this team. And I believe that their core has an issue. And if I believe that their core has an issue, and Nimmo's the true leader of this team, okay, well, what are you going to do? Trading McNeil doesn't really do anything. I, I still would do that, by the way. If I'm the general manager of the Mets, I'm trading Jeff McNeil like yesterday. Mm-hmm. I want McNeil gone, and I think they're better off for it. And I think eventually maybe they get to that point where they bring one of the younger guys up. But anyway, trading McNeil's kind of insignificant in the grand scheme of things. And you got Alonzo dangling out there. They tried to trade him last year or whatever. He was on the block last year. They didn't sign him to an extension. He hires a new agent in Scott Boer. going to want the most money. There's a lot going on there. Oh, and by the way... He's not Freddie Freeman, the way that Freddie Freeman was the leader for the Braves. Like, mm-hmm. There's great value in that. He's not Aaron Judge in the way that Judge was or is the leader for the or Yankees. Or the player. He's not the player of either, Correct. by the way. So so he's not the player of that caliber. Yep. And he's certainly not the leader or captain like, like they would be. He's not that. He doesn't have that. So, like, what are we doing here? And And, and if it's having a negative impact as far as preventing – Somebody else, in this case, Brandon Nimmo, from take, taking the true reins of the team, mm-hmm. 
which I believe he is the leader and needs to take the full reins of it, then you're doing almost more harm than good. Again, I love the power that Alonzo provides, and I also don't think the Mets are going to trade him. Ultimately, when all said and done, I still believe Pete will be a lifelong Met. They're going to extend him after the year. He's going to have a big year. They'll extend him after the year. They'll probably be somewhere between two and 250. Yeah. I'm, but, not a, I'm not as sure about that one, by the way, but I got you. Keep to, going. But it doesn't mean that they're right. True. And and I I don't I just don't think this core is good enough to win a World Series. It's not. Uh, it's not even close. I mean, the, the core is <laughs> it's just not. I mean, even if the Mets had like a lights-out pitching staff, I, I, you know, I still don't think it would be necessarily good to win a World Series. I look at cores, right? And listen, not that you couldn't have a core of three or a core of five, and maybe it's the whole core four thing back in the day with the Yankees, but I look at cores in fours, right? And the Young Orioles, the Atlanta Braves, the Astros, the Dodgers, mm-hmm. the Phillies, the Yankees, although I don't know about the fourth piece for the Yankees, but certainly top two, top three. It just dwarfs what the Mets have in talent. So if there's a shortage of talent and there's an absence of, or a lack of leadership, you got a massive problem. So I'm okay with blowing this thing up. I've been saying it forever. I'm just not allowing, or I just don't latch on to what you're saying. Sal's saying in, in the clubhouse. In so many, yeah. And I don't think the clubhouse is good either, but because there was too many signs last year where they could have rallied for one another. And I don't just mean retaliating when Pete kept getting hit and nobody did anything, like a bunch of you know 25 terrified church mice just going running back in their hole doing nothing which is what they did, and led by Buck, who was too passive at the wheel last year. That's part well, of the reason and, why he's gone. And by the way, when you asked him that question yesterday, mm-hmm. he danced around a direct answer, but if you listened, he gave you an answer saying that what is he supposed to do, go out there and tell yeah. his guys to do it, and then started talking about the, the ball. And the, the grip, and yeah, it's but, but cold. But that, that statement alone uh-huh. was basically like, what do you want me to do about it? They didn't police themselves. They didn't take it in their own hands. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, think about it. Yeah, and I'm look, not going to tell somebody to go do it. That's what he said. No, that's an astute observation. I thought the same exact thing. And we went back to the well, and, and we pushed him respectfully on it. He wasn't going to give us what I think Met fans needed or wanted to hear, and certainly not going to disrespect a great guy and a really good manager here. That was never the intention. We'll always show Buck love. But I think that, you know, you go back to, and it's not just, I mean, easy, because we're talking about the Mets. Go back to 86. Did Davey Johnson have to yell at Ray Knight to go and charge the mound or throw a haymaker at Eric, uh, at Eric Davis or Daryl Strawberry? To do, no, or Gary Carter to jump on uh, somebody uh, or, or, or right. Kevin Mitchell who was involved in every fracas. You know, did they have to tell, Gra- did Joe Torre have to tell Graham Lloyd and, you know, obviously Scotty Brocious mm-hmm. and everybody come and defend Tino's honor when Benitez stuck him in the Straw. back of the... No, no yeah. of course, Strawberry right. was right in the middle. No, the answer is no. You don't have to do that if you are policed and wired the right way and a tight clubhouse. Now, you can be a little soft, and I hate using that word because I, I, compared to... Compared to athletes, we're the soft ones. Let's call it for what it is. Trust me, I'm not trying to play Tony Tough Guy in the studio. Oh, dude, why did right. you want to charge the mound? Well, first of all, I'm 50 years old with three surgeries. I can tell you this, though. If I was 26 and I weighed 240 pounds, I'd be out there trying. I might not win, but I would certainly do something. And nobody did anything. And that was emblematic of a greater issue. I think the chemistry stinks. I think the roster is subpar. And that's where I'm at. BT and Sal on the fan. Larry is in Westchester. What's up, Larry? Hey, BT Sal. How you guys doing? How are you, Larry? What's up, Larry? Good. Good. Listen, 
Uh, Sal, I'm a huge Mets fan, just like you are, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to twist your words like the last guy did. I know you love Alonzo, so do I. Thank you. But he's not the problem, and trading him is not the problem. If you trade Alonzo just to elevate Brandon Nimmo, you're making a huge mistake. Yep. What are you going to get for Alonzo that even compares to the production he gives you? Nothing is guaranteed. What Pete's production is guaranteed. As far as the chemistry in the clubhouse and clubhouse leaders, to me, I've been following baseball 65 years. It's the most overrated thing I think there is. If you want good chemistry and a clubhouse leader, you know what the answer is? Win some titles. Yeah. Win a world I get Win a World Series. You'll see all the issues disappear when you have a winning team. Right, but but, you just but, but is it the chicken or the egg, Larry? Like to mm. get to get to that point to win a World Series, you, you should have a team that likes playing for each other, that has good chemistry. And I think you bring up some good points, Larry. Thank you for the call. That was a smart call right there. That right? was a good one. You could disagree and say that I'm nuts, just like you have, BT. How can you think about trading Alonzo, A, and then B, you're going to trade him just because it's going to elevate Nimmo? And, and I'm going to push back and say, yeah, I would. I know it sounds crazy, but I want Nimmo to take the reins of being the leader of this team. I believe he is – that's a great asset to have publicly, like not even just behind the scenes and the player rep and all that stuff, but I want Nimmo to be front and center captain leader of this team. I trust him. And then I want to change that core a little bit. And unfortunately, maybe the, the only way to do that is to, in fact, trade Alonzo. You brought up a great question that I, that I don't know the answer to because I do think every situation is different. Do you win because of chemistry or does chemistry help you win? Right. If I said that right. But yes. I think you know what I mean. Um, do the, you, right, do you I think win I, actually, I think I said it wrong. Do, do, you you chemistry, do you win because of chemistry or do you know what I'm trying to yes, say. Yes, I know what you're How trying to say. I'm stumbling on this most basic I, you know, I know what you're trying to say, but I'm I can't say anything. Right. Help us out. What do you got here? Does chemistry create the winning? Yes. Or does winning create the thank chemistry? Thank you, Dove. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank God, Dove. Yeah, Dove helping out. Wow. Nice. Thank you, Dove. Think about the 77. We're both idiots. Oh, I mean, God, I that's pathetic. 77, 78 <laughs> Yankees. Thurman, Reggie, Nettles. They, they were, there was fractures everywhere. Mm -hmm. There was a fight in the locker, in the shower. Uh, Billy and Reggie couldn't stand each other. Hell, you know, we always talk about the Mets. I just went through the myriad examples how the Mets were, were galvanized as a team when things would get physical. They fought each other at picture day. Right. Remember, they got into a fight with each other. Right. But there's also a difference between, like, I'm not saying everybody's got to love each other. No, no, that's and never going to be the case. I'm not saying you need to all have great guys. You got to respect each other. But I think, you have as, to. I think as a team, there's there's something lacking. I can't put my finger on I start with talent. I, I can start with talent. Right. They're not good enough. Right. Well, I start with that. But that's fine. But they were better. They had more talent than the way that they played last year, the results-wise. They're better than a 76-1 team or whatever it was. Mm. Certainly going into the year. Okay, okay. Right. going into the year. And, and by the way, it was reported that something is off with that club. See, I think chemistry, like the year before, can get you to a point where maybe the Mets didn't have talent to be a 101-win team. Yes. But because they were together. Yeah. And by the way, you saw it, I think, early that season where the guys were together when they got hit by pitches early on. They, they gelled together two years ago, not last year. Mm -hmm. It just felt different. And I think that maybe you're an 88-win team, a 90-win team, but the chemistry can take you to a 95 or 100-win team. I really think it makes... That type of a difference. Not saying you can't win if you don't have it. Not saying you need to have all choir boys in that clubhouse. Not saying everybody's got to love each other. But I think with this particular group, the core has an issue. And to me, that's a problem. Talent, yes. 
But I think that there's a there's a deeper issue there. I don't think it's really different than any other aspect of life here. I mean, just use our our medium and, and taking ourselves out of it, obviously, so don't, we don't sound like you know buffoons here. But you could take two great talents, but if they don't get along, yeah, the show's going to be good. But when they've got like a, a, a real identifiable trust and friendship and bond, that show has a chance to go from good to great. Maybe take you over the top. Yeah, yeah. I do think chemistry. I know what you mean. Yeah. BT and Sal on the fan. We'll get back to your calls on the other side. This By the weather... way, I'm talking about our show. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> this weather forecast is... Oh, I Number knew two. It. Come I knew on. Stop talking... with that. Oh, God. Don't even pay attention to those rankings. All right. This weather forecast is sponsored by Mucinex Kickstart. It's 40 degrees and sunny, heading to the mid-40. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Chargers and the New York Giants have exchanged their draft picks. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brandon Tierney, Salicata back on the fan. Talking Mets to start the show today. We'll do plenty of Super Bowl, obviously, coming up. We got a couple more days. Super Bowl is here Sunday. Uh, we have some thoughts on that that we'll get into. Niners and Chiefs, of course. Purdy and Mahomes and all the Super Bowl and all the uh, big event there. You know, we didn't make it to Radio Row, BT. We must not be yeah, cutting through as a show. at this point. Hey, isn't it sickening where you hear all I mean, come on, dude. Like, I get it. You know what it's good for? It's good for the people who go because they have a little trip and a vacation. 100%. When, but, so that's fine. But, like, do you think any listeners or no. viewers care? No. I've always thought that the Super for me, first of all, for me, the Super Bowl shows were my least favorite shows. Because, you know, even, even in previous local stops, I just, nothing that you're doing is specific to the market that you're in unless the market that you're in is in the Super Bowl, which I never had the pleasure of actually happening <laughs> simultaneously. Yeah, right, right. Uh, now, when I first started doing it, it was fun. Yeah, I don't want to say you fake a big shot, but it does kind of... Yeah, it makes you feel nice. It stamps you a little bit like, hey, I made it to the Super Bowl, and I saw Keith, uh, and I respect this. Keith had a tweet last night. He's like, I haven't been to the Super Bowl yet. Haven't been to Keith, Radio Row yet. McPherson? McPherson. Okay, yeah. Haven't been there yet. Haven't been to Radio Row yet. I will be, and I respect that because, you know, he's still coming up. Right. He's younger, and he's trying to stamp this. And I, not that I would never go again. If I get the Jets and Giants go, we, we, you and I will be absolutely bonkers mm-hmm. out there along with Hoff, but... To me, it's the recycled interviews, and it's pushing a product, and it's really boring conversation. Now, we might be totally wrong, and we'll do a ton of football tomorrow and Friday, basically mm-hmm. all football tomorrow and Friday. As a long listener of the fan since basically its inception, I don't know. If the Jets and the Giants aren't playing, I want to hear about the Yanks, the Mets, the right, Knicks. I, right. I'm, I'm not going to stuff, uh, you know, I mean, even the biggest, even Joe Montana pushing right. some arthritis pill down. Yeah, I just, I'm not interested. <laughs> Uh, no, I get you don't it. think we've turned down people? They reach out to Hoff. You want this guy? No, we're good. God. You want this guy? No, we're good. I've got some we're stories. Good. Maybe I'll do this for one of the WFN Daily podcasts. I got some stories about behind the scenes at Radio Row when I was like kind of assistant producing there for Mike. Two years, I think we went. And Anything did that. crazy? Yeah, I mean nothing crazy, but just like the stories of 
going through trying to get people on. Yeah. I remember being so excited about Adam Sandler. Oh, we had, yeah. And We've had Kevin him on. James, he's awesome. Yeah. So Sandler's there. and like, called Kevin James a fraud to his face no, about no, being this a was, fan? This, this was before. I knew he was a fraud mass fan. <laughs> okay. No, but they they were very nice. And I remember being so excited. Like, oh, my God, I'm going to meet Adam Sandler. Oh, no doubt. And That's me cool. and Eddie Erickson. Eddie was producing the show. It was kind of like his helper, their assistant. Mm-hmm. And I went to get them over and walk them over. And we're all giddy and we're taking pictures. And Mike was like, Get him over here. Act like you've been here. Like, something. Oh, he I yells at you. Come on, I, I Mike. Forget what, no, no. Well, he's, you know, he was right. We got caught up in the moment. Yeah. When I, I forget what it was. Like, all right, calm down, guys. Jeez, will you? Because we were all, like, giddy. We got caught up in the moment. Uh, I, I I can see why you would. <laughs> I, I got a quick one for you. Ready? Yeah. So, this was when we started CBS Sports Radio. So, Chris Olivero hires yeah. me and Tiki. Obviously, Churney's down the hall at this point. Mm. And we're in our first Super Bowl as a show is in, where do you think it is? New Orleans. Oh, nice. Uh, you any beads? Uh, well, you well, I brought the wife for a couple oh, of days, so okay, I, okay. You know, I didn't get the beads. But right. uh, I, <laughs> we go out. Uh, I, Me and Jen go to some bar. It's 2 in the afternoon. I start drinking. Now, I must have had seven hurricanes. You know about the hurricanes? I've heard about it, yeah. They're, they hit you, and you are dead. And, yeah, I can usually handle my booze. I, at that point, I was probably 230 pounds, maybe 10 pounds heavier than I am now. I'm sucking them down. I'm feeling great. All of a sudden, next thing I know, I'm in Patty McGee's or some Patty Irish name, whatever the hell it is. I bump into our boss, Chris Alvaro, and I was rocked. Oh, boy. Right? No, no. I mean, yeah. I'm never going to be a fool. I think I'm a pretty I'm, I'm a pretty grounded drunk. Mm. I'm happy. Yeah. But I'm wasted, right? And it's the entire CBS Sports Radio crew, except Tiki wasn't there for some reason. Uh, Tiki didn't even come out with us that night. Come on, Tiki. Right? So we get the bill, and my wife's there, and you tell me if you think I'm wrong. Now, I'm hired to do the morning show, Yeah. and there's an assumption, maybe, uh, you know, I think it was an accurate one, that I'm probably making a little bit more money than others. Mm -hmm. You know, guys who are doing weekend shows, it was the first CBS Sports, so I'm like, I got the bill. I didn't think it was going to be like 1100 bucks. I get the bill. (laughs) Now, I mean, she's not going to get mad at me. She's like, what are you doing, though? Come on. That's no, a nice job, though. You know what time we got home? Now, it was an hour difference, our show. We were doing the morning show at 6. We, I walked into my hotel room. Our show started at 5. I walked into my hotel room at 4.12. Oh, my God. I had to be at the, at the convention center at 5 on the air. This is the first time I've ever done this. Never did it again. We, Ray Martell's our producer. Right. You know, Tiki's sober because Tiki wasn't out with us. Ray's like... Dude, can you even speak? Can you even read these reads? I did a show hammered for four straight hours, and then I had to tape Russell Wilson. Should we hit the dump John button on this LA. one? Or? It was ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I was a kid. It was, it was 13, 14. Yeah. Well, not a kid. Yeah. Whatever. Lesson learned. Right. Exactly. Wow. So I don't miss that. I've had my fun. <laughs> That's the long winded yeah, point. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be going on any Super Bowl trips anytime soon. All right, back to the topic at hand here. We're talking about the Mets and. I guess it's more about the core, but for me, after seeing Brandon Nimmo and his leadership abilities on full display when he was on that podcast uh, for the New York Post, and Nimmo's the clear leader of this team, and I don't know if he could fully take those reins with Alonzo's big presence here, and I feel like the Mets need to change that core. Maybe the best way moving forward is, in fact, trade Alonzo because it will allow Nimmo to develop into the leader that he is. Tim is calling from Northport. What's up, Timmy? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. How are you, Tim? Hello, uh, Tim. Good. I, I think that the Mets, they don't, they, they don't, no one leads by example. Even Tommy Pham said that they're the least hardworking team that he's ever seen. Oh, that's right. And, and that's, where lead, that's where leadership is bred is, you know, you lead by example. You work hard, people follow you, all of a sudden everyone's working hard, and that's, that's how you, you uh, establish chemistry. 
Agreed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that what Tommy Pham said on the way out, and I don't just disregard that. Now, he, he's tightly wound. He's, you know, he's had some issues. Still. I, I love that. He he seems like he's a, he's an all-in committed throwback baseball player. MLB vet, been in plenty of spots. Yep, he's won enough. He's Least hardworking team he's ever been a part of. That's all you need to know. You, you, if, if I own he the Mets, I know. At that point, I just take a blowtorch to the entire clubhouse, and I just say, you're gone, you're now, gone, we're moving on, you're out all next. Right, but, but let me just paint the picture here. I, I don't know if it's an analogy thing, but put yourself in Nimmo's shoes. You want to be a leader, and maybe you. And now, again, this is all hypothetical. I really don't know what Nemo's thinking. I believe he's the leader, and I believe, like, if I try to put myself in that spot in certain situations, whether it's at work, wherever it may be, whether it's on a team, a U team, and you feel that you see things that you wouldn't necessarily do, mm-hmm. but it's not your place to step in and overstep your boundaries. Yep. Whatever. We could I know relate it to this station I or so. Well, like, I got you. You got to get it. Like, yeah, we're not going to tell Boomer what to do. Well, whatever. I understand. I, I mean, there's a certain... We're not tell anybody what to do, but I know what you mean. Yes. There, there's just a spot where you got to kind of know your place and feel it out, even though you're like, um, I would do it differently, and I feel like we'd all be better off if this were being done differently. You know your spot. So maybe Nimmo's sitting back thinking, man, these guys aren't working as hard, and he's trying to go out there and work his rear end off by example, lead by example, say the right things, but guys just aren't picking up on it. And he's waiting for Lindor or Alonzo to do what he thinks should be done. And they're not doing it. Those guys are the big presences, you know, the, the, yeah, the big presence they are. on this they're team. They're the stars. They're so, the stars. So that's what I mean by when if you remove one of those, obviously Pete's a great player and a great guy too, but he's just not that leader. Maybe they could benefit from. It. I, I, I got to be honest. I think that this is just a, a nice, fancy way of saying that they're not that good. I mean, I don't care about baseball leadership, dude. As long as I don't see guys, and we saw this a little bit with Josh Donaldson when he was here. Like, if you are consistently pimping balls that don't leave the yard, uh, Glaber Torres. I don't know why I'm jumping to the Yankees. I'm not sure, but mm. these things are, are probably more central on my mind. You know, Glaber Torres kind of forgetting the outs or just a temporary mental. Uh, respite and ill-timed the nap in the field or on the bases. We've seen that with him, and and that's that's a culture thing, and it continues. Like then that's a real problem. But I I didn't really see that with the Mets. The only thing that was visible was they didn't outwardly support. And it's a big thing. I'm not trying to minimize this. You know, they didn't they didn't outwardly support Pete when he kept getting drilled. But I didn't see guys not hustling. Now I did see more of the previous year, and this is on Buck. The first year, and it was like one of the first series, they may have been in Philly. No, they were. I think they were playing the Nationals. And I remember saying this with Tiki the next day on the air. Marte was backing up. Oh, there was a throw. And, I mean, you do this in Little League if you dialed mm-hmm. in. I don't know if pros do this all the time. But Marte, as the right fielder, backed up a ball that was so textbook in terms of engagement. And it might have even been Bryce Harper. Was it Bryce Harper? Uh, maybe I'm, 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 I'm getting the teams mixed mm-hmm. up. But I thought it was Bryce. Maybe it was the Phillies. There was a play at third base. And because of what Marte, where he was and being so locked in, they, you know, he gets it. He throws a Pete at third. Boom, tag him out. And I'm like, they were so dialed into the fundamentals that their, their talent was, the lack of talent, with all due respect, was, was somewhat offset. Last year, the fundamentals went by the wayside. Oh, God, yeah. And then you realize, wow, this team really ain't that good. I'm not saying they're the so, most talented team no, in the league. I know you're not. I know but, you're not. But I'm also saying that while I think their core is or does have talent, nobody's going to dispute. I mean, McNeil was a batting champion. I'd still trade him. Mm-hmm. Alonzo hits 50 home runs in his sleep. Like, he's a, a consistent and home still, run And hitter. you still trade him. And I'd and still, still trade, trade him. him. 
and I'd still consider trading him. And Lindor, same thing. Lindor's a, I think, terrific player. And I would certainly consider trading him. Yep. Just the problem is it's not even a talk. Like, he's not going anywhere. I got a question for you, Sal. Uh, just a baseball question. Yeah. We'll take you down to Atlanta. You know, we know that that's the house of horrors recently. Yeah. Atlanta, playoff game, September game. You have to win, much like a couple of years ago. And let's see. You got Diaz fresh. You know he's going to go one, two, three, put it on lock. You're going to get the save. You just got to get the run here because you're on the road. Uh, it's first, it's second and third. You're down a run, two outs. All right? Who do you want up at the plate? Mm. Now, let me even put a guy on first so you, you can't you can't intentionally walk yeah, to get yeah. the force. Base is juice, two out. Base hit. You, you take the lead. Diaz time, game over. Who do you want up? That's a, it's an impossible. Okay. I don't think they have a clear cut. Boom! Guy. As you go through the mental gymnastics of saying, and and I and I and I get that. Like you can on one level you say, well, you know, if McNeil's hot, McNeil's yeah. going to make contact. You can use the whole right. field. Lindor, Do you really want McNeil? Pete, Not really. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Pete's an obvious one. Memo, you can catch a bomb. Yeah. You don't need a bomb. He strikes out a lot. You know, Nimmo, I'll say the guy eh. I trust trust to give the best at bat is Nimmo. Okay. I'm not saying I trust them, but but the point is, yes, they you don't see have what a clear, I'm saying. They don't have a clear cut. Now, guy. ask me about the good teams. Yeah. Who do you want up there for the Astros? Tucker, Alvarez, take your choice. Right. Yeah. Who Braves. do you want? Up, who do you want? Dodgers. Yeah. You want you want Mookie Betts or you want Freddie Freeman? Braves. You want the uh, Olsen yeah, or Cunha or, or Riley? I, I mean, even Murphy Phillies. is their catcher. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. That's the problem. I get it. All right, but it needs to change one way or another. Well, that's Dave why is, I say trade them. Dave is calling from Flemington. Me too, just for a different reason. <laughs> Dave is calling from Flemington. What's up, Dave? Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? Hey, How are you, Dave? Dave? What's going on, buddy? Good. Uh, well, for, first, I wanted to address the uh, the comment the gentleman made a little while ago about chemistry being overrated. I think that's ridiculous. And, uh, you know, BT, I know you coach your son's team. I coach my son. He's yep. actually sitting next to me here. Uh, chemistry is vitally important, uh, especially if the kids don't enjoy being together. True. Uh, that's true. Know, so I, I think there's a... There's something to that. Um, I think a more important... I'm actually a Braves fan. So, Sal, I wanted to... Uh, to um, talk to you real quick, mm-hmm. just uh, what the you know I know the Mets fans were were crushing you for you know saying the division was over a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know I think that you know that's naive of them to do that to you because you're so confident in your team. And I actually when you said that I admired that I was like good he you know he feels confident in his team. And, you know, I think that's what's missing. Yeah, from and they the screwed me again. <laughs> <laughs> the soft core screwed me again. Uh, this time it's yeah, digitally imprinted, I, so yeah, they're always going to screw you on that one. I think there's a vital uh, question that's not being asked is that, you know, Nimmo might be want to be a leader, but do the other players want to follow what he's trying to do? See, that's you another know? good question, Dave. Great and, point. and thank you for the call. Mm. I think that they do, but I also believe – now, we're talking about the top guys in that clubhouse – if a young player comes up, do you think he can just follow Brandon Nemo, or do you feel like he he's going to gravitate to Lindor or Alonso, or, or, that, or Pete? But, but that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's kind of Pete's show, but it really should be that. That's the problem. Don't you understand? It's one of several problems. I don't disagree. That's what I'm saying here. That's exactly the point. And I think moving forward, like this team may compete for a wild card spot this year, and I think that they will. But that doesn't mean that they'll ever get to a spot where this core group... They won't. Let me they're, say, they're let me spare you the suspense. They won't. It's not. It's not happening. Never. Nimmo's not going to be the best player on the team, but he could be the best leader on the team. He's not going anywhere. Brandon Nimmo will be a lot more man. seven more years That's to exactly go. Right. Yeah. And, but, like, Lindor, the contract may not age well. Nimmo's going to be just fine. It's not going to ever be the... He's never going to be the greatest player, but he's going to be a great guy to have on this team 
moving forward. Yeah. It is in part why they extended to the way that yeah. they did yeah. for a player who, you know, is not the most talented. 20 mil? That's not terrible. I mean, he's got, especially with the insurgence of power. Well, the fact that they went the extra year or whatever. No, years. I got you. Point is, I think Nimmo's going to be a, a leader down the road. Two years, three years. For the years, young four, kids. Correct. I, I wouldn't push back on that. And if Pete's here, again, I, it, it, I understand this is a difficult thing because of the power that Pete provides and all he means. I get that. It's not lost on me. However, you can you can figure out ways to make it work differently. And I want to elevate, you know, go get power somewhere else. Elevate Brandon Nimmo as the true leader of this team. Bring up some of the younger guys. And now you're moving forward toward building a championship core. Think about how good Freddie Freeman is, right? Yeah. The Braves let him go. And look at them now. Well, that's what I mean. And I mean, there's always ways yeah, to build. And people like, oh, you know, the Mets can't the, the Mets can't ever win if they let Alonzo go. Excellent point. The Braves let Freddie Freeman go, and they get better. Uh, Hank is calling from, or stay the same at the very least. Hank is calling from Yapank. What's up, Hank? Frank, what's up, bud? Hank. With oh, Hank. guys. Hello, guys. How you doing? <laughs> what's up, hey, Hank? Call me, call me whatever you want. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. But anyway, um, Sal, um, before you cut me off at the end, I have a personal thing I got to ask you. Okay. Huh. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, but anyway, let me get into into what you guys are. You're going to ask him out for Valentine's all, Day, are you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I I feel like we're brothers. To be yeah, honest, there you go. Yeah, I pick love up that. the tab too. He ain't cheap. We are, Hank. We appreciate that. Go ahead, get to your point. <laughs> all right, all right. Just before I do that, BT, I just want you can you can uh uh uh, uh you're going to like this anyway, but, uh, because uh, I, I'm I'm a I'm born at like Wyckoff Hospital, Brooklyn but Metropolitan Avenue is Love where it. I live. My father my father was a cop and a boxing trainer. Oh, nice. I just want to preface that because uh, uh, focusing on the Alonzo, I, I was in as a kid on 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 a lot of young boxes that my father would work with, mm-hmm. and the, and all the trainers they would say if you don't have the heart. You're not going to fight. You, he's not soft, BT. He ain't soft. Alonzo is not soft, but he's not a fighter. Okay? Mm-hmm. I agree with that's that. What I'm, that's what I'm trying to tell you. And I'm, yeah. talking about, I'm talking about guys that my father was with, with actor Tony Danza, New York Ranger Nick Fatil, who oh, was Nick a Fatil, Golden Glove yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if okay, I would say talking- Alonzo's not... I, like, I don't think it's on Alonzo individually as not being a fighter or he being soft. I'm just saying that he doesn't have the the, the leadership traits. that He doesn't have Correct, that. Sal. And that, Sal, that to right. me is a But I don't think he's soft. I think the core is soft. I think the team is but soft. But he's such and, a big piece of yeah, the I core. Know. It's hard to say that there's not an element of softness from him. I, I'm not even comfortable calling him soft, so I'm not. Right. But yeah, he's definitely no, not want, hard, just, put it that way. I just wanted to make that, that point yeah, because no, I, I was you. around a lot of boxes, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, gotcha, you know? gotcha. What was your other and, thing, Hank, and, before we let you go? Oh, oh, and Sal, the, the other thing I just, I just wanted to say to you uh, uh, was that uh, uh, Nimmo can be the leader on this team, but Alonzo has to go, okay? Yeah. I agree with you with that. The personal thing was when we moved out, of course, from Brooklyn out to the island, uh, I grew up with a Lakata family of Medford. I was wondering if you, if if your, if that's cousins or something. Uh, 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 the father was Vinny Lakata, worked for the Postal Service. No, no, I, I don't, uh, I don't recall Hank. And thank you for the call. We appreciate the support. Does not sound familiar. So I'm, I don't know. I guess yeah, listen, if they're wealthy, you might want to yeah, introduce yeah, right. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you all try to buy a home. Remember yeah. me from uh, yeah. 1980, 
81 at my second birthday party. <laughs> Uncle Vinny, I need a loan, baby. No, that was not me. But thank you, Hank, for the call. We appreciate Sounds it. Sounds like yeah. a great guy. That boy, Hank. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to your calls on the side, maybe discuss the Alonzo thing further as far as him being soft. Like, I don't think he's soft. I, there's a big difference between that and saying that he's not a leader and that the Mets need to elevate Brandon Nimmo and can't do it with Alonzo's big presence there. We'll also give away Creed tickets coming back on the other side and F3RQ. Three random questions coming up at 1140. BT and Sal on the fan. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. I'm looking at- Caller number 20 at 866-540-WFAN. That's 866-540-9326 for your chance to win a pair of tickets to see Creed at Madison Square Garden on November 29th. This is from our friends at Live Nation. Tickets go on sale this Friday, February 9th at 10 a.m. at LiveNation.com. Listen again tomorrow at the same time for another chance to win. All right, BT. Caller number 20? Yeah. A little Allen Houston, maybe? No, little, right there. A little Posada? In oh. honor of our guy. Well, Pete, I got you. Pete Alonzo. Got something for you before yes. we get back to these Met calls, okay? Mm-hmm. 3RQ coming up next, by the way. BT and Sal. So. Oh, I got to get some questions ready. All right, go <laughs> ahead. Yes, the show has consumed us. Yeah. Understandably. The trade deadline's tomorrow, 3 p.m., right? I just saw something interesting. I guess it was repurposed from something that Woj said on a podcast. Okay. So apply to the Knicks here. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it was transcribed. The Hawks don't appear to have an offer on the table, including multiple first-round picks for DeJounte Murray. Right. They don't. They saying. don't. Okay. Atlanta's best return per pa- This is, you know, per Woj. So it's, it's on the money. Right. Their best return package for Murray might only include a good young player, maybe Grimes, or expiring contract alongside one first-round pick. Okay. So, the Knicks are obviously in play for DeJounte Murray. I saw somewhere, though, the other day that About the Lakers? Lakers are maybe making a move as well. No, it was a report that said, was it Steph Bondi? Somebody I thought legitimate had it that said the Knicks were unlikely to land Murray. Well, I saw that the Lakers are unlikely. Listen, I don't know. I'm not an insider. Yeah, I'm just either. telling you the Matter fact. Matter of fact, that, maybe we should get somebody on, if not today, tomorrow. We could. We could work on something. But the fact that Woj had this tells me, because I, I, I like Murray. I don't know if he's a great fit. Um, so maybe think the Knicks are interested, but not over-the-top interested. Well, I mean, hell, if it's Grimes or, you know, the expiring Fournier deal and a single first-round pick, you're doing a heartbeat, man. So that's one option. I'm going to make a prediction. Who knows? Probably throw it in the incinerator of nothingness when I'm wrong on both. But my prediction is that by tomorrow, 3 p.m., the Knicks will have one of the two following players. You ready? Yeah. Bruce Brown or DeJounte Murray. Now, I do like DeRozan. I don't think that that's going to happen. And we'll see, but that's tomorrow at 3. And listen, I know that Memphis is miserable, but man, you know, last night, just another reason to love this team. No Randall, no OG, no Mitch, although Mitch is getting back on the court soon. That's very favorable. Uh, Mitch Robinson. No Grimes. Br- uh, Brunson twists his ankle, and they win. Yeah. Uh, and you worry about Brunson. That was a takeaway from last night. Doesn't to seem that. too bad, though, Sal. No, I know, but I'm saying in the moment, you see Brunson go down, and, it's, <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. and all, the, all the people on Twitter saying, oh, God, not good, not looking good. <laughs> Brunson down. He was fine basically right away. I'm fine. trying to find out where Walked the— off under his own power if you missed it. I'm 
trying to find out where that, uh, maybe it was Ian Begley. I wanted to see where it said that the Knicks were unlikely to get Murray. And I saw that and basically was like, oh, I guess there goes that. But you never know. Never know. Because like you said, deadline tomorrow. So we'll be keeping an eye on that. Brunson seems fine, which is good. Your boy DiVincenzo was on fire last night. Oh, it's about time you showed him some love. I yeah, tweeted well, another 30 burger. How's yeah. that taste, Sal? No, you texted me that. Yeah, That's what yeah. I said. Yeah, no, you said you tweeted it. You, oh, t- well, you, you texted know, me that off the air. Yeah. Detection yeah, still. Okay, great. He, he did it against the, one of the suckiest oh, teams in the stop. league. He's been doing Don't it for the me... past three weeks, yeah, dude. Okay. He we can... watch it the oh, same did he, do it against, did he do it against the Lakers down the stretch no, on the match? He's okay. Yeah, he's okay. Oh, down the stretch. No, did anybody hit a bucket down oh, the stretch? No. Did Jalen Brunson hit a bucket down the stretch? No, but they shut Jalen Brunson down, and he's their second option. Uh, dude, even when it's all said and done, and the pecking order is reestablished based on injured players coming back, yeah. Dante DiVincenzo is probably option four. I'm fine with him. Which no. is awesome. No, I'm fine with him off the bench in replace of Quentin Grimes. Bondi said the Knicks are unlikely to make a move or find a taker for Quentin Grimes. I was trying to find what Begley yeah, said Grimes about Grimes is a guy to me that's not nearly as appealing. I'm uh, hoping somebody bites, but I got to be honest. I, I thought he had a chance to be a really stud two-way player here. I don't see it. Plus, and I feel like he's got a if bad I attitude. I can't speak to that. You think he's got a bad attitude? Well, it seemed like, you know, I remember he wasn't happy with his role. He was talking about that nonsense. Wouldn't get enough shots. But yeah. he was right. Yeah. Maybe you don't express that as a young kid, but yeah, he wasn't. Know getting... your place, dude. That's one of those things. Know your place. You're shooting line drive bricks anyway. Let's see. I'm just trying to see. He is hailed as a shooter, and there were a lot of times when he was starting. I'm like, he's just not getting looks. Anyway, I want DiVincenzo to go to the bench. That would be a significant upgrade over Grimes and get either Murray in here, DeMar DeRozan, something like that. Bruce Brown Brown would be really good, too. Good age, good shooter, good defender. You'd rather him than DeRozan? I mean, you'd take either one. Is Randall... They need Randall back. Without Randall, they're screwed. Yeah. Bruce Brown would excite me. By the way, you see Bucks. The Bucks are one and four with Doc taking Gosh. over. Doc stinks, dude. Maybe the Cavs are the biggest threat. Forget the Bucks. Forget the Semi Sixers. Mm. Cavs might be the biggest mm. threat. Coco's calling from Manhattan. What's up, Coco? Go, go. So BTN South. Um, so so last night, right after Altuve got that extension, your producer have tweeted. Pete, Pete Alonso will get 250 million. Yeah, I saw that. And, oh, yeah, I saw and, that. And, I saw that. And, it's and funny then, now. Then, and then your other guy, Evan, is refusing to shave until Alonso get an extension. Yeah, well, I told and him months ago hand, that wasn't going to happen. And at the other hand, I'm looking at you. I mean, I'm not going to say you claim you're a Mets fan, but you're sitting here mm. and saying that the Mets should get rid of Pete in order for... Nemo to be a leader? How do you defend leadership, uh, BT? I mean, uh, South? Oh, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm, actions, actions, and I'm laughing. No, actions and words. I mean, there's a way to to just know a leader when I you mean, see Pete, one. Pete, Pete get hit, get hit with the baseball in the head more than any player. He still goes and play. What? And you sitting down. <laughs> what do you mean, what? What would you say? Um, Pete get got hit in the head with the baseball more than any player, and what? In the game, if that don't define leadership, the what? guy play injured. Getting what hit with what? a baseball, getting hit by of a pitch course. defines leadership. Now, Coco, what plan? No, no, are I'm asking you. No, 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 no. That's not what I said. Oh, okay. What'd you say? He plays. He plays a lot. If anybody's he, every he posts every single day. Him yep. and Lindor, by the way, they may not question, be superstars, but they are stars that play every single they day. They do. They do. So, so my question to you is this: You don't do this for a rating, because to be honest, I think your show, you and BT, I'm, I would say this. To me, you are the better show in FAM. That's my opinion. So you don't do this for leadership, but you always sit down and say, I mean, this makes any sense? 
the mid got to get rid of Pete in order for Neil to become a leader? Yeah, yeah, if you if you if you think about it, Coco, and I understand what you're saying, we appreciate the kind words. Thank you for the call. You don't have to agree with what I'm saying, but it's my opinion on the matter. There is, it's a fact that the Mets had, they, they I don't know if it's chemistry issues, clubhouse issues, lack of leadership, whatever one you want to deem it as, they had that issue. Brandon Nimmo is a person who I believe is a special leader through his actions, through his words, the way that he plays the game. They actually have a leader and a ready-made captain who can't fully take over because of the presence of two stars on their team, Lindor and Alonzo, that should be the captains but aren't. And one you can't do anything with. The other is going to be a free agent at the end of the year. So uh, you do the math. I mean, that's what I'm saying here. For Nimmo... To take full blossom of this team, to blossom completely into the leader of this team, maybe one of those guys have to go, which is why I was saying I think it might be time to trade Pete. Not to mention that I don't think the core is good enough. There's a lot of reasons that go into it, but that one specifically, I want this Mets team to be Brandon Nimmo's team. Obviously, they need more talent around him, Mm. but I want this team to be Nimmo's team, and I feel like, BT, as long as Alonzo's here, it's going to be Alonzo's team, or at least he thinks it's going to be his team. I've got something on Nimmo uh, that I want to volley back that I haven't brought up yet, but just to respond to something that Coco said about he brought up Evan, the more you see Evan on these video clips, I mean, he looks like a displaced, lost hippie who's trying to trudge his way back from a 40-year acid trip. He, at, at what what's point, going on with this guy? At what point does it stop? Because Alonzo's not signing an extension. He, he's trapped. I mean, Because he's not the, the athlete. Like, you know, if he was a better athlete, he can get himself out of this trap because he had a chance to win a pickleball. He <laughs> lost. Yeah. Maybe he could challenge now Tiki to shoot. And I mean, nothing like in terms of speed. Challenge Tiki to do a three-point contest. Like, he can't do anything athletically. So, unless he just bags on his promise, which he's not because he's a guy of principle. Mm-hmm. He's screwed. All right. The other thing on the I don't know this to be true. I'm just throwing it out there as a possibility. Is there any possibility? Because there are guys like this that Brandon Nimmo is the fake hustling type. See, I don't think he's fake. That's the difference. No, no, let me just finish though. He might not be. Because I, I think if you play hard, I don't think that that's fake. And even if it is, I almost don't care because you're playing hard, and that's all we want from our players. So it's not a diss. What I mean by that is. You know, I I don't know if he's thought to be as cool. He might just be, you know, like guys I, look at him like, ah, you know, never we he plays think, hard. We like Nemo, you know. But, I think you're off on that one. I, no, I, I'm not saying that I'm on. I'm just throwing yeah. it out there, like because if he doesn't resonate in the locker room beyond just playing hard, but he's never he, going to be the leader. He can go on these podcasts and say whatever he wants, dude. What was he saying during the season when you guys were getting your brains no, beat in? Well, well, where was the leadership during the season? He's always been a leader. The what did he say this year? Where he went? And I, if he, he may have, yeah. I may have missed it, but I, I, dude, I follow, I follow the Mets as much as anybody, mm-hmm. even you as a Mets mm-hmm. fan. I, I follow everything right, with the Mets, right. and I don't recall Brandon Nimmo taking this proactive, aggressive, impressive leadership, uh, the mantle, when the season was going up in flames. If I missed it, my bad. I sincerely uh, mean that. No, he's there front and center saying the same thing. We need to be better and all that stuff, being accountable. Also, like I said, part of the issue, what you're getting on him for not being a more clear, direct leader, is because of the presence of the other guys. I I firmly believe that. Yeah, I mean... That's part of the problem That's here. That's one of the problems. You know, here's what we agree on. It's one of the problems. To me, it's not the biggest problem. If you just tune it in, the biggest problem is Mets aren't good enough. Right. And if you've got a core with their four, you're going nowhere. And until that changes, you're going to be 
on a roller coaster ride. You might get the occasionally fun season like you did two years ago. Uh, I, I think it's back to reality until either, until either these young kids really pop or they make a, a big franchise-altering trade. BT and Sal on the fan. We'll come back, have three RQ oh, on yeah. the other side, and get back to your calls as well. Nice. Hopefully you get some good ones today, some juicy stuff. Let's go. Push the envelope with that, Sal, will you? All right, happy yeah, soon. How many questions have you come up with at 3RQ? But None. You know, you're, okay. You're the I, one who came up with the bit. I uh, know I did, but I mean, make sure you come up with some good ones. Yeah, I'm trying here. <laughs> I'm making sure you come up. How about you come up with one I or two of them? I didn't know that I had to. <laughs> no, I, you listen, didn't. I'm <laughs> creative. I honestly didn't know that you wanted me to. Maybe we'll get some good ones today. Woo! Man, it takes a knee and the New York Giants are the Super Bowl 42 champions. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. They knock off the mighty Patriots. 17-14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. A good question. Free random questions. Let's find out. With Brandon Tierney and Sal Licata. One, two, three. On The Fan. Oh, I hope we got some good ones here today. Well, by the way, <laughs> because you put me on the spot, I got one Whoa. for you. I'm going to save it for the end. Okay. And it's a painful answer. I'm going to put you on the spot big time. So four random questions People are going to get mad at you. Put it that way. All right, let's go. Uh, All right. First one, do you stop for samples in a store? Uh, Do I stop for a food, you mean? Yeah, like if you go to Costco or whatever and they're giving out these samples. Dude, I I think the last time I went to Costco. Or any store that has, you know, the food samples. It was maybe three years ago to get lobsters for New Year's Eve. My my wife generally, I don't go to Costco. I can't deal with that stuff. Oh, but you do shop there. Just your your wife goes. Yeah, 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 I don't go. Is Uh, she she a uh, no? She's not a connoisseur of the little thing on the toothpick. Dude, no. Like, uh, I What I do, I, I will take, I'll tell you, I take a sample uh, when I walk through, usually when it's going to get her birthday gift or something for Valentine's mm-hmm. Day, like you go to Bloomingdale's, you walk through the makeup, right. I will get a sample. You ever hear of um, Kiehl's? Yeah. Oh, you face know, they're being on absolutely. TV all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like face lotion yeah. and stuff. They've got this one, it smells like... Um, it's like it's almost like a not citrus, but more like a mm. peppermint in facial invigorator, mm-hmm. and it's expensive. Yeah, so I'll just walk by, nobody's looking, <laughs> you know, splash a little bit in my uh, right. in my palm, and yeah. I rub it on the face. Yeah. Did you ever steal samples from Kiehl's? Okay, I've well, got a better one for you. Have you ever, when you walk through the supermarket and there's like candy bins, you ever just snag a few chocolate covered pretzels no. or a couple of? Yeah, uh, I feel like that's disgusting. Back in the day, how many hands know. have been in there? Yeah. My wife does this all the time. We go to Costco the couple times that I go with her. Every single sample along the way to a point where I'm like, honey, you missed one back there. She's like, oh, I don't. I'm like, yeah, you, you do. You. She's like, I don't take samples all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Like, do. what are the samples of what whatever, though? Like, whatever. it's all food. Like, the other like, day cheeses, was like some or... beets. Some like beets. Yeah, some. So I know she likes beets. My wife. Oh, some beets. Oh yeah, I'll have a sample. I'm like, what is going on here? Crackers and whatever. <laughs> That's funny. She loves the samples. All right, Costco's number two. Good, uh, would you rather a boss rush you back to work or say take as much time as you need? Well, I mean, obviously, the the easy answer is the latter, being understanding of time that right. I'm seeking to have off. But I mean, but you know, in our business, unless you're basically <laughs> Boomer or you know Carton before that or Mike and Chris, uh, they can forget about you around here sometimes. Not to leave out some other ones, but you know what I mean, right? So my my thought is this: I get X amount of weeks vacation. I've yet to take it because. The way I look at every show I've been on and our show now, mm-hmm. 
these are our microphones. Right. And I don't like being away from them too long. Right. So, and I respect And if they're like, oh, don't come back, am I saying to myself, are they they plotting something out here? Are they looking to get rid of us? you know, I've been going through, obviously, a personal situation here, family matter that I got to attend to, and the bosses have been great. Hey, don't rush back. Take your time. Don't worry about it. We got it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, that's really great. And then the paranoia in me starts thinking, Mm. what do you mean? Like, Mm. you don't. You don't need me. Yeah, they're on the phone with HR. They're drafting up your papers yeah. already, Dave. Yeah, how, take as much time as I want. You <laughs> yeah, mean like yeah, yeah. you don't want me to come back? Yeah. I want you to miss me. I want you to want me back. Let me say, no, I can't come back. I got something to deal with. But you say, come back to work, please. You're never happy is the bottom line. Can I say this? Yeah. And, and, you know, we don't play company shill because we don't need yeah. to. But I sincerely mean this. And you know, and everybody who works here knows it. Our bosses are amazing. Could not be better. When there is something wrong, I mean, they, they're human beings, and you do not get yep. that in corporate America enough. And this is obviously a serious thing that I'm going yep. through, so I, I do appreciate them saying it. But it did cross my I mind, thinking, like, I want you to miss me a little bit. Uh, all right, last one for you, BT. Then I got yours. Yep. Favorite Ben Stiller movie. Favorite Ben Stiller movie. It was a topic of the show earlier yeah, in the week. Came His up Knicks fan understood. I mean, Meet the Fockers is phenomenal. Ooh, I forgot about that one. I'm forgetting the name of it. Is it something of Polly when he dates Jennifer Aniston? Yeah, long came Polly. That's, right? That that will be me. It's because of one? Jennifer Aniston. It's yeah. also a long time ago. It's oh, Pete Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. It's friends Jennifer Aniston. But he was funny. I think he's a, a, a he's very good romantic comedies. He plays that well. I would say something about Polly or Along Came Polly. Zoolander, Zoolander Dodgeball. Jen loves Zoolander. Pop, you have one here? Jen loves favorite Zoolander. Favorite Ben Stiller movie? not interested. The heart, wow. The heartbreak. Yeah, heart, Hoff, that I was mean, harsh. Well, you don't like Ben you, Stiller? Well, hold on. No. You were even more harsh. You're basically saying he's a fraudulent Nick fan he, the other day. What are you different? talking about? I'm not ripping on the guy's career. I love him as an actor. I like a lot of his movies. His Nick fandom is fine, but like his tweet bothered me. He's a Nick's homer. That's what bothered me. Not his fandom. He was a bit of a Nick's homer. I would probably night at the museum. He's had some good ones. Well, something first... about Mary's like the only one I can live with. I mean, that's great too. What year um, was Heartbreak his first... Kid? I love. I think that was an underrated. What one. year? Heartbreak Kid. The was Heartbreak that with Matt Kid. Dillon? Who was that with? He was in Tropic no. Thunder. Uh... I know Tropic Thunder. Was that with Matt? Do you Dillon? have his no. IMDb page? Yeah. Up? What was his first movie? What year? Ninety one. Jeez, you're going way back. No, I mean, his here. first main movie. Uh, was it was it something about Mary? No, no, no. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what his first main movie was. It doesn't say chronologically listed, like nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, but, but how do I know that he started? You know, he goes back to nineteen eighty seven. He was in the Hustler of Money. Okay, well, um, you, you should. What's the first one that's recognizable? Uh, to me, yeah, because we'll we'll know the same movies here. Uh, Stella, did you see that? I've heard of it. I did not see it. Me too. Um. The Nuthouse. He was in Reality Bites, oh, but I don't yeah. know how big oh, I saw Reality yeah, Bites. I, remember that I did one. see that. I, I like the that. soundtrack to Reality Bites. Yeah, it was like oh. a 90s. Uh, oh, Happy yeah. Gilmore, he was in there. Well, hold on. No, oh, he no, was great. You, you wine. Glasses, shut the hell up. Yeah. Heavyweights. <laughs> Do you remember Heavyweights? <laughs> I have not seen Heavyweights. It was a terrible movie. It was in the theaters for about a week, but it was. Never awesome. heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, it was good? Well, it was uh, kind of. Judd okay. Apatow wrote it. Oh, okay. If you, if you guys go. know Judd Apatow. I guess Zoolander might have been his first big. Big one, huh? Which I don't even remember seeing. Oh, Zoolander. He was the model. He was the male model yeah. with uh, Wilson. I they know had about the, it. the model off with the stairs. And eh. There's something know. about Mary that was 1998. There we go. Give you some reference. There we go. Cameron Diaz. And what about Polly? Like, or three, oh, 2003, 2004? I believe that you're right. Uh, God, gotcha, you look that. good in that movie. What, what do you remember about something about Mary? What was your, there's well, two you things know, the, 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 in, in her hair. In her, the, 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 well, the, the hair gel. Yes, hair gel. The hair gel. Hair Zoolander, Zoolander, the movie was 2001. So, what did he do? Like a TV show before that? Yeah, I remember that. the first scene. thing I remember. What do you want me to say? And Brett Favre. Well, of course, Favre. Now, hold on a second. There was a Zoolander. 
Oh, there was a TV short. That's what that was, which turned into a movie in 2001. Anyway, all right, what's your question? I've got one for Sal, since he says I never contribute Mm -hmm. to the bit here. All right, Sal, if you and I could not be partners, meaning that's it, we could not work together, and your livelihood depended Mm -hmm. on your selection, which current WFAN talent would you elect to work with? Well, you got to give me some parameters here. The parameters are I if you work at WFA, I can't say you it can by myself. Them. I mean, I tried to lobby for that uh, anyway. But. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> you you, yeah. no, you could, but that's not yeah. that's not okay. fun enough. Right. That's circumventing right, so give the whole me the, point. Give me the parameters. The, like, can I pick anybody? Pick anybody. So, uh, current, not you can't pick Francesa. Current, currently full-time. working on the air right now at WFAN. You and I are, are not an option. Right. We had a massive fight or right. whatever. And that's it. And you've got to align yourself with somebody that is going to directly impact the rest of your earning capabilities. Probably Geo. Geo, huh? Probably. Okay. Okay. Not, not that I've given this any thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you've worked with a lot of different people. Geo, huh? No. Well, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad pick, and yeah. you guys are buddies. Well, I get saying, it. You live saying, together. And I know it's unrealistic, but you're saying anybody. You know, I think that there are some enticing options. Well, let's go through the thought process here. I think it would be fun doing a show with Keith McPherson with the Yankee Met back and forth. Yep. Uh, McMonagall as well. Yep. I love C-Mac. Have a relationship hey, with him. Same basically thing. say everybody on the entire no, 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 roster. Same thing so. with Mets and Yankees. Just painting a... Like, I always thought I wanted to work with Evan, but I like the Met-Yankee dynamic. Okay. You know? Yep. So there's that. So you missed an obvious one to me. Although Gio's a Met fan, too, but it's just a different type of show. I uh, understood. Like. Yeah, and he's funny, and he's successful, obviously. You guys are buddies. Yeah. I think the, you're missing the most obvious one. Who? Now, the issue is, you don't know how much longer he wants to do this. Boomer's the gravy train. You do a show with Boomer, you yeah. make making money. Yeah, but you said the rest of my life, well, the earnings moving yeah, but forward. If you, well, well, yes, but you're not going to trot out 83-year-old Boomer to do a morning show. Yeah. We, we know that. But if you're with Boomer for four or five years... You know, you get embedded in there, you, you create, your, and then Boomer yeah. moves on, and then you're already a staple. Could and say then you Tiki. keep making the money. Could say Tiki. But you Boomer didn't. athlete. Yeah. You, you, you could, but you uh, didn't. Well. I mean, it's, it's your. Didn't, yeah. didn't say I didn't think about it. Well, but you didn't say him. He was like wow. fifth on the list here. It's also, you, you, said, you said Keith, you said C-Mac, you said Geo first. I mean, you didn't, you could have said Tiki. You just didn't. Well, I didn't, maybe didn't want to hurt your feelings. You didn't mention Evan. Maybe you didn't want to hurt my maybe, feelings. Maybe it was a little too close to <laughs> <laughs> All right, BT and Sal uh, on the You didn't ask me who I would pick. <laughs> who, who would you pick? Well, I, I, mean, I had to volunteer because you didn't volley it yeah. back. I forgot said, that you were one of these, you asked the question, but you want me to give it back. I'm yes. learning. I'm learning. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the way the world yeah. works. It's called reciprocation. Early, early on in our relationship, one time you <laughs> asked that, and I answered the question, Dove's like, ask him, ask him. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I don't think I'm possessed by it. No, I just think no. it makes it more yeah. interesting. I would probably say yeah. Boomer. Interesting. I would because you of, have thought this. Well, through. the money reasons, and you're used to working with former athletes anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I play the golf courses. Yeah. You get hooked up. I mean, Boomer brings a lot to the table that you don't. Let's be honest. All right, BT and Sal <laughs> on the fan. We'll <laughs> come back. Let that comment slide. Yeah, it's all right. I know it's inaccurate. We'll come back hit you, hit you with the crowd uh, on the other side, talking uh, Mets in their clubhouse and Brandon Nimmo maybe trading Pete Alonso. Your calls as well. This weather forecast is sponsored by Mucinex Kickstart. It's 42 degrees and sunny, heading to the mid 40s. The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. Brandon Tierney, Salakata back on the 
Band hitting you with the crown topic of the day. We started the show talking about the New York Mets, and it's abundantly clear to me, BT, that Brandon Nimmo is the leader of this team. He had some great quotes and comments that he made to the New York Post on their podcast called The Show with Joel Sherman and John Heyman, just to give them credit. And, you know, Nimmo, he's shown this since he's been here with the Mets, but maybe now more than ever, ready to take that next step. I, I believe that the personalities, the big personalities of Pete Alonso and Francisco Lindor have gotten in the way of Nimmo being the true leader and the eventual captain of this team. But for this team to have the ultimate success moving forward, their core group, Nimmo's got to be the guy to be the clear leader and eventually be named the captain of the New York Mets. You know I, you know, we have a lot of fun here. You know at the end of the day, no matter how loud we get and how much we battle, you know that I respect where you come from, yeah, right? You, yeah. you, you know that. Of course, yeah. What you just said is absolutely meaningless to me. It's meaningless to me. Because unless they get real talent, it doesn't matter. Um, This is not hockey. This is not a middle linebacker who's going to rally 10 other guys coming out of a tuddle or get a a fourth and goal stop. I'm not saying that leadership doesn't matter a little bit in baseball, but... You know, generally talent, a more cyclical lineup can cover up for a lack of leadership or maybe more directly. And this I do think that you're absolutely accurate with. I do think that the leadership spotlight has been a little diverted because of Pete's presence and he's the best player, but he's not really a great Mm -hmm. leader. So it's not me knocking Nimmo and it's certainly not me knocking your point. It's me, I think, adding a level of context to your point. They're not good. Right, but don't you think last year they lacked leadership? I do. Don't you think the clubhouse, the chemistry, all that stuff, it's been reported. Don't you think that that's a bit of an issue? I do. Don't you think that they've shown a soft core? Yes. Getting pounded by the Braves, never responding now, two years removed from that. And the Padres. I do. I do. I think that's why Buck was fired. I think you can make a real case that if Buck was, and we had Buck on yesterday, and and we've got great respect for Buck, Mm -hmm. but... Buck was asleep last year. He just was. He wasn't. He wasn't. He looked old. He he projected tired. And when the Mets and I say that with all due respect, I I really mean that. When the Mets needed a kick in the ass, there was no player to do it, and Buck seemed either reluctant or unable to do it for the players who weren't doing it. So maybe Mendoza has a different energy. Maybe that yeah, but- opens up Nimmo. Maybe that opens up Pete. Maybe that opens up Lindor. But until that base of talent is 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 you know is picking up, they're they're going to be what they are. I, I feel like Nimmo's got to be the guy. You heard Tommy fans Tommy Fam's comments after he got traded away from the Mets. Nimmo could be the guy to get this team to follow his lead and get them to work hard. I just worry about him being able to do that with the presence of Alonzo Lindor as well. But Lindor's not going anywhere with Petey's in his walk here. Who knows? Maybe the Mets do in fact need to move on from Alonzo so they could clear that path for for Nimmo. But I think it's imperative. I understand you know. You want to get talent? Obviously, the Mets need more talent. They're not on par with the Dodgers, Yankees, Braves, Phillies, Astros. even Astros, whatever, the top teams. Orioles. They're not there. But I really believe part of their issue is their lack of leadership, lack of maturity. Nimmo is that guy. They just have to let him fully be himself, whether it's Mendoza that needs to let him say that, whether it's Pete that needs to take a step back and acknowledge while he may be their best player, he's not their leader. He doesn't have those characteristics. It's not his thing. Not a knock on him. It's just a reality. Nimmo's the guy. He's special in that regard. He's not a special player, good player, mm-hmm. but he's special in his characteristics, his leadership abilities. And for them to succeed at the highest of levels moving forward, 
They need Nimmo to take that role of being a leader. BT and Sal on the fan, 877-337-6666. Our friends at Town Fair Tire remind you that at Town Fair Tire, you always get the guaranteed lowest price on name brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Chris is calling from Staten Island. What's up, Chris? What's going on, guys? How are hey, you, Chris? Chris? I'm good. How are you? This is mostly for, for Sal. BT is the Yankee fan. Sal, before you had this today, when has Nimmo ever been a leader? When has he ever been spoke about as any type of leader, <clears throat> either through the clubhouse or the, the media? That's never been him. He's not a rah-rah guy. That, that's not true. You, yeah, it, there's, there's a, that, first of all, that's inaccurate. Second of all, it doesn't need to, you don't need to be a rah-rah guy. If you've been paying attention, matter of fact, I said it last year. There are three guys who could be the leader of this team. One, Alonzo, he's not. Two, Lindor, for some reason, he's not. Three, Nimmo, and the issue with Nimmo is that he doesn't have the cachet as a player that the other two have. So if you're paying attention, this is not out of nowhere, Chris. Okay, so trading, so trading Pete, what is that going to do for this team in the future? Well, if you're not going to extend or bring back Pete, a, a, a star player, homegrown guy, what was, the, what was the point of Cohen getting this team? You might as well just, just trade everybody. They're all the same age. Nimmo, Lindor, Alonso. They're all in their age 30 season. So if you're going to let Pete walk in his, in his walk you're not, here, you know, hold, well, hold, hold on a second. Hold on a second. You're not going to let him walk, and it's also a different argument. You either trade him and you get something back for him, obviously something good, you're not giving him away, or you let the season play out and you try to bring him back. And then you may risk letting him walk if he goes to a, a team that pays more than you think he's worth, like the Mets did with DeGrom. And by the way, that doesn't right, mean that you're... the Mets are going to sell the team and fold up. They'll be better off for it eventually. But how are you better off, how are you better off for it telling your fans, we can't keep, this was the problem with the Wilpons, you couldn't keep your superstar players. So now you have this this owner, this billionaire owner, is going to say, you know what? We're not going to have a guy who might be a Hall of Famer. We're not going to bring him back. Pete Alonso's not have, a, Pete uh, Alonso's not a Hall of Famer. And by the way, Chris, do you think the Mets can't bring him back? I, I'm, I'm you guys are saying they shouldn't. That's what right, but that's say. a but that's a different story. And thank you for the call again. That's a different story. There's a there's a different story between saying they should trade Pete Alonso. Now I think for a different reason. I want to clear. And by the way, you, I said this before, you may not have to trade Pete Alonso, but somebody's got to let him know that Brandon Nimmo is the leader and the captain of this team and let him fully blossom into that. It's his team. Like it or not, this is Brandon Nimmo's team. Okay. See, to me, that, that, that rise to leadership should be a natural ascension. If you truly are inherently built to be that leader that that you believe Nimmo is built to be. Like, I don't think that it's incumbent upon, even though I said maybe Mendoza could unlock him, but I don't think it's like the manager or another player or Steve Cohen or anybody to kind of create the template for Brandon Nimmo to more effectively lead. I just think that it rises to the top organically. Well, we're getting there. He's there now. He's based now. on what? Yeah, but the based on his actions, based on his words. Now the problem is, is how is Pete going to handle that? Well, here's my response. Who cares? Right. Well, Tough but that, but that's Pete. what I'm saying. But Who that's cares what I'm saying. how Pete responds to it? Well, Pete's who really gonna, cares Pete, how Pete responds to it? Pete's gonna care. Well, then Pete's got to go. He, well, bingo. I mean, Pete's gonna care. Well, maybe if Pete cared so much, he should flex the leadership, because if he did, and he's a, he's a, he's a very good player. Don't don't twist what I'm saying. But the reason this conversation is being had today 
some of Nimmo's comments yesterday, mm-hmm. which I thought were interesting. Our conversation with Buck yesterday, which I thought was interesting, though I don't think he was very, you know, very truthful yeah. with certain things. But we read past it. We interpreted it. You know, the, the backdrop with Alonzo maybe being dealt, the stuff with the Brewers last year. Like, we're not just pulling this up out of thin air, but if Pete Alonzo doesn't like it, well, then maybe Pete Alonzo's got to change the way he actually, you know, comports himself day to day. I mean... Pete, if, if Pete doesn't like it, tough. Well, I'm just saying that there's certain – Pete's got a powerful presence. Nobody's going to dismiss that. And if Nimmo can't truly be comfortable to be himself and call the guys out, including Pete Olindor, then that's a problem. What do you think would happen – and I know it's a guess, mm-hmm. right? Let's say – see, because Pete never doesn't hustle. That's not an issue. No, and he plays every day. He's that's not there the every day, and he hits bombs, and he represents the Mets very well. Um – what? So I guess if if Nimmo's reluctant to further expand his 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 leadership reach, all right. I guess it's because maybe there's some possible repercussions or pushback from either Pete or Lindor. Okay. Well, just knowing their presence, I'm not saying direct pushback okay, from those well, guys. Okay, well, then you work around it. I mean, it, well, it, maybe, I maybe he gets to that point. Yeah. And if not, that's my point. If not, bottom line is for this team to have the ultimate success, Nimmo's got to be the leader and the captain of this team. I don't care how they get there. I don't care if Pete has to suck it up, Lindor has to suck it up. If Pete has to go, that's what has to happen. That, to me, is more important than anything else that Pete could provide. Now, the caller was bringing up a different point as far as saying, how are the Mets ever going to survive without Pete Alonso? As you brought up before, the Braves could survive without Freddie Freeman. The Mets could survive yeah. without Jacob DeGrom. Like, it happens. Teams lose great players all the time. It happens all the, the time, the especially Islanders, now. The Islanders got better when they lost Tavares. How are the Islanders going to maintain a franchise without Tavares if he goes to Toronto because he wants to sleep in his uh, Maple Leaf uh, PJs? They survived. Look and at they the got Knicks better. without Carmelo. Not Whatever. that long ago. Bingo. You, it, know, it, it's like you get caught up in the moment. I know it hurts. Nobody's saying that you want Pete Alonso to go, but if it's for the betterment of the team— and I think there's multiple reasons why it might be yep, that case yep. right now. Then you have to consider it. Now think about this. Like, and I've used two names because the, to me these are the two greatest captains, leaders in my lifetime, New York sports history. Again, my well, my lifetime, my history. Messier, Hernandez. Right. Those are the two. So Brandon Nimmo could be equal parts Mess and equal parts Hernandez, and it's still not going to impact the team enough. Because Hernandez came here in 83, and the Mets were awful, and he played with them half the season, but he didn't have players around them. You know, Doc uh, Darrow had just gotten up. You didn't have Gary. You didn't have Ray Knight. You didn't have Tim Tuffle. You didn't have, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of other pieces. So I guess what I'm saying is leadership is tricky. Y- you can provide it, but if you don't have the, the horses, where are you going to lead them to? Leo is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Leo? Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm a big fan. You guys are the best. Let me tell you, you guys are really great. And I'm a big Yankee fan, but, like, Sal, when you said, like, you don't know why Lindor is not the leader, like, you, you should, maybe you know, but you're not saying it, but you, you should know because this guy, two years ago, him and Bias booed fans. They were batting a combined 225, they were batting a combined 270 and swinging at 50 foot mm-hmm. curveballs. And booing the fans. Well, there's an issue there, obviously. It doesn't matter what the reason is. The reality is their two best players, Lindor and Alonzo, aren't leaders. Nimmo is. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing, another thing, last year, I don't know, uh, last year when Stroman was screaming at the Mets dugout, and then 
some guy in the clubhouse reportedly said, I don't know what that guy has against us. We didn't, we didn't do anything wrong to him. He remains anonymous. No, as a leader, you say your name and yep. you say where that's coming from. And you say, I'm Peter Alonzo. We didn't do anything to that guy. That guy's just a head case. That's how you build leadership in the clubhouse. And that's how you build a team. Not guys booing fans making four, uh, $40 million a year. Mm. That's why the Mets have no culture. And that's why, that's why, like, like firing Buck, like, what's that going to do? I don't understand. Like, what, like, if anything, Buck is your, was your only hope. No. If anything. No, Buck because- had a goal, Leo. I think we're halfway there, and thank you for the call as far as where we agree. I think the Mets haven't had that leader step forward. I think they have it on their team in Nimmo. I disagree. I think it was time for Buck to go. Even though, Me too. Even though, Me too. BT, like as we told him yesterday, I would have liked to have seen him finish the story here. You got a three-year contract, yeah. one very good, one very bad. There are reasons why he's not here anymore, and it's not because of the results of last year. I would have liked to have seen a third year, but he didn't earn it. You know, it went so, so bad so fast that you almost felt like you had to make a move. I would have liked to have, you know, that that final scoreboard, all right, three years, right? two really good years, one bad, what's the outlier? We, we don't really know unless Mendoza comes in with pretty much the same roster and has a very competitive, successful playoff season, then I think we can say that it was, it was mostly Bucks' fault or maybe more Bucks' fault than some people want to admit. But, yeah, they needed a change. Uh, it, it just felt stale, with all due respect to the great Buck. Love them. It felt stale. Nicole and Ron Conkama. Hi, Nicole. Hey, Sal. How are you? Good. How are you? I have a question. Yeah. Nicole, can I just ask my partner a question here? What's with the change in voice as you, as you say hello to the female? I know Nicole. We happen to be oh, okay. She was an overnight caller no, as well. Say, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I hear Jerry up in the Bronx. Hello, Jerry. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Sound right. No, it's Jerry's in the Bronx. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Nicole. Hey, Nicole. Nicole. What's up, you? Nicole? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. um, so, Sal, I didn't think I could possibly disagree with uh, take, uh, one of your takes more than I did with the Kelsey Taylor Swift take. But... Um, this one, yeah. Yeah, he's been Absolutely. wacky this week, Nicole. I don't understand. You should be with me. Travis Kelsey's not being a great boyfriend. No, Taylor Swift is an independent woman, and quite possibly the most successful woman will woman will ever see in our lifetime. <sighs> she doesn't need him there, and also she's not going to respect him for walking away from his team to be by her side. Come oh on, man. God, that's, that's oh, right, Nicole. You no, tell. Him. That's you tell pathetic. Him. You, you, you lay down the lady law. Yeah. Okay. Check him. <laughs> All right. Anyway, but my point, I agree with BT on this one. I have to. Here's the thing. Pete's a dork. I would trade him in a second, okay? I wow! Really wow! Print it off! I've always felt that way. I've, he's given me cringe vibes since the tearing off the jerseys and the humping, and he did that other stunt where he made up some fake batting coat. It's just, he's, no. He's not a guy I want to have a beer with. You know what I mean? Mm, so Interesting. And, but that being said, nor is Brandon Nimmo. He's a, he's a square. I don't think he's got the, you know, the guy doesn't even curse. He does, I don't think he's got that oomph you need as a team leader. I do think that they have leaders. I think he's a leader. I think Lindor is a leader. I think Edwin Diaz is a leader. But I don't think he's the guy. He just doesn't give me that vibe. Interesting. I'm all about team chemistry. Don't get me wrong. I think getting rid of Pete, not a bad idea at all. But Nimmo's not the guy. I'm actually surprised that you're saying, Nicole, and respect the call there. Thank you very much for that. Oh, kind of an in-between right there where she disagrees but – she disagrees with the leader part, but but agrees with trading Pete, which is in the minority, which I respect greatly. And she laid it out pretty well. It was a good call. I, I, I think she's on to something. Not that I'm going to get into all Pete's behaviors, but like those are 
mm-hmm. things that he's done that yeah. give you that like a little bit frat house vibe, not leader. Now, I'm surprised to see you know, just because Nimmo's not flipping tables or cursing guys out, at least publicly, doesn't mean that he can't be a leader. Is Nimmo, I almost hate to inject this because I, I'm definitely a person of faith, but is Nimmo overly religious? I believe he is. I, I, I asked that because I, I don't be- know. I, but believe I believe he is yeah. as well. And I don't know about overly religious. He's religious. I think. Yeah, maybe that's not a good yeah, way to right, frame it. Oh, right. I mean, yeah, yeah, not overly, but um, outwardly. I believe. Maybe is, is really what I meant to yeah. say, which I respect. Yeah. But when you've got a diverse locker room with so many different faiths and beliefs and socioeconomic backgrounds, and it's a mixed bag. I don't think religion plays great in a locker room if it's front and center. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I try to stay out of that stuff, but I, I do feel like we've heard about his faith, or maybe he referenced it at certain points. To me, to each their own. Whatever you to want. To be clear, yeah. I respect it. No, I got no, a cross right saying, over, right, right over yeah. my heart every day. I've been wearing this since the day yeah. I got engaged. I, I, I get it. I'm I, just saying, and I know how it works in the world of sports. Not everybody yeah. wants to hear it. And generally, people who are outwardly re- religious don't curse. Uh, and let's face it, it's a locker room. 30 guys, man. You're gonna throw. You're gonna tell some off color jokes. Yeah. You're gonna throw some words around. Then, if and forget about Nemo, a, a player that does not partake in that. While I respect it, it's a little tough to be the guy if you're isolated from that stuff that's been done in locker rooms for forever. Here's the bottom line: the the players, while they like Pete, they don't look up to him as a leader in the clubhouse. And I'm not. It's not a knock on him. It's just the reality of the situation. All right. We'll come back and discuss which man would you rather have a beer with, Pete Alonzo or Brandon Nimmo. Plus, more I'll take calls. Doc and Darrell, by the way. Yeah, well, I mean. Uh, the old Doc and Darrell. Doc all day long. Uh, all right, BT and Sal on the fan. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Testaverde will take the snap, go to one knee. This game is over. The Jets lock up their first playoff appearance since 1991 on a 21-16 victory. Over the Miami Dolphins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brandon Tierney, Salicata, back on The Fan. Time for another giveaway right now. Be caller number 13 at 866-540-WFAN. That's 866-540-9326 for your chance to win a hand and stone massage and facial spa gift card. Love, pamper, repeat this Valentine's Day at your local hand and stone massage and facial spa. Get a free massage or facial gift card when you buy a spa package. Visit any one of their 80 New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut area hand and stone locations. Nice giveaway right there, especially ahead of Valentine's Day. Uh, a week from uh, today, as a matter of fact, right? Yeah, one week from today. Today's the Valentine's Day. One quick note, BT, before Mm -hmm. we get back to the Mets calls here. We never or very rarely discuss hockey. Actually, big happenings here with the Rangers. Let's go for it. Do you see this All-Star? Just a quick mention here because it's it's definitely noteworthy. Shesterkin, obviously, named to the All-Star team this year, even though he's had a down year. Hey, he's just January. He was the worst goal against in the league. Yeah, he's been bad. Rangers been good overall. How's he an All-Star? Well, Well, it's based off of last year. At the start. Yeah, but even so, he's never been vintage Shesterkin this year. Mm -hmm. Anyway, comes back, first game, Jonathan Quick starts at the gate against the Avalanche. Quick does very well. Saw that. And most people are saying, all right, probably because, you know, Shesterkin had a long weekend away. We'll see what happens. Who's the first goalie out today ahead of their game tonight against the Lightning? Shesterkin, Mm -hmm. historically, better against the Lightning. 
Jonathan Quick Ooh. has been named the starter for tonight. <laughs> now, and it's mm. I guess the reason was he's going to do more work with the goalie coach Shesterkin. But I don't I don't think there's a goalie controversy. Rangers cannot win a Stanley Cup with Jonathan Quick in net. How old is Quick? About uh, good, if, uh, good like question. I, I have no idea. Like he's he's, he's got a he's played well this year. Bell. I know he's put up some good numbers this year. But. Yeah, I mean obviously you know he's been one of the great goaltenders of all time. He's he was he's done well for the Rangers as a backup this year. But they obviously can't win the cup with yeah. Jonathan Quick. Yeah. Point is, that is a gutsy move wow. out of the shoot, basically, you know, second half of the season, going with now Jonathan Quick as the uh starter here for the second straight game. I respect it. It tells yeah. you how it tells you there's urgency right there. Yeah. I mean Rangers still in first place in the division here. I'm trying to just look up how old Quick is, and for some reason I, I didn't get the uh That's, exact a, that's info a gutsy there. move. Yeah. I mean, it's like there is no well, equivalent because they think about it, your ace pitcher. You know, you can always shuffle. He's 38. 38. You can always shuffle the rotation. Still going to get the ball. Obviously, starting quarterback, that's that's really only only comp there. But you sit down, your goalie. (sighs) Matter of fact, I did the WFA and Daily podcast with Vince Mercagliano, who covers the Rangers, does a great job for USA Today. He was on for a half hour just spitting out information left and right. And even during that, it was still, we taped it yesterday and we released it today. I'm like, yeah, there's no controversy. Like, we both acknowledge they need Shesterkin to be the starter. He's going to be the starter moving forward. They need to figure it out. And the reason is, he, the reason for Shesterkin's struggles, according to Vince, confidence. So that's the shaky thing. If confidence is an issue with Igor, beats himself up after he gives up a goal, mm. wears it, can't let it go. Yep. If confidence is an issue... Is this the wrong move? Whoa, you you dent his confidence even more. That's interesting because you talk about the psychology of a slump. Now, if he wasn't putting the work in, and, and nobody's remotely saying that, uh, or if mechanically he had to tweak up some thing or, or tighten up some things and tweak a few things, that's one thing. But if it's fully, or in their opinion, fully derived from an absence of confidence, I don't know, getting sent to the bench for a guy who's a couple of years away from 40. Uh, even if it's for a short time. I understand it, it could either work very positively or it could make that even worse. They'll probably just try to work we'll him back in, yep. give him a start as, as the backup, and if he plays well, maybe transition back. All right, BT and Sal, um, the fan Rob is calling from Westchester. What's up, Rob? Hey, Rob. Hey, What's happening, buddy? Uh, Go ahead, Rob. Uh, look. Yep. Hey, BT. Hey. So, guys, look, I was alerted to this conversation uh from my friend's group text, they said, Sal is taking a you-know-what on Pete, oh, and he wants him out. And I've been listening to you, Sal. Listen, listen, man. I love you, dude. I love listening to you guys. You're letting down a lot of Mets fans. And here's why. Um, let me not violate you and not say why. When you say we should trade Pete, he's not a leader. Who is the alternative that we can get that we will get to replace that. Because, dude, we're not talking about Nimmo replacing a 270 hitter. That's a, you know, he sprints, falls out. That's replaceable, in my opinion. Replacing a guy who's, what, 29 in his prime, who's hitting 50 bombs, 40 bombs, you know, getting all the majority of the team's RBIs. How in the world are we going to replace that? Who cares if the guy isn't, you know, doing what Aaron judges in front of the microphone? The guy loves the Mets. The Mets fans love him. That, to me, is a leader in itself. I don't know what he's doing in the locker room, but... It's not I mean, that he... Yeah, it's not that he's... On. It's not... No, hold on. I'm trying to educate you, and I'm not picking Pete apart. I'm not ripping Pete. So do me a favor, Rob, and thank you for the call, and just listen to what I'm saying here. I'm not saying Pete's a bad guy or what he's doing in the clubhouse or all that. What I'm saying is he's not the leader. 
And maybe because of his presence, it's preventing their true leader, Brandon Nimmo, to step forward, which I think can make the team better if Nimmo was the true leader and captain of this team. If Pete was okay with taking a backseat, then I'm all for it. Obviously, Pete's production is great. Now, I'm not the one who didn't extend Pete Alonso. They haven't. I'm not the one that put Pete Alonso on the trade block last year. They did. You do the math here. And they need to change the core. You could you could love Met fans could love their guys. That's fine. Nimmo, McNeil, Mlendor, Alonzo. They're not good enough. That core isn't good enough. It's not anywhere good enough. They're not A, talented enough, B, mature enough. And they failed. That's what I'm saying. You need to change it up. Now, how are you going to replace that? I got a name for you. Juan Soto. That's one. By the way, if you do trade Pete, you get something back. I'm not saying, BT, that that's what I would do. And I'm not saying that that's what they're going to do. I still believe Pete Alonso will be a lifelong Met. I still believe they're going to play this out. Pete will have a great year. They'll come to some sort of agreement between $200 and $250 million to extend Pete Alonso. And that will be the case. Doesn't mean they're gonna, it's going to be the best thing for him, but that will be the case. By the way... Enough with the Pete loves the Mets stuff. Like, what do you think teammates are going to say? What do you think Pete's going to say publicly? Mm-hmm. Or you think he's going to say he hates the Mets? Pete, look at the actions. He wants the most money. Maybe he prefers it from the Mets. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe somebody else is going to give him the most money. And then you'll see how much the beloved Pete Alonso loves the Mets. Let's see. Like I said, I know Aaron Judge loves the Yankees. You know why? The Giants, the Padres, they offered him more money, and he's still a Yankee. Mm-hmm. I want to see if somebody else offers Pete the most money if he comes back to the Mets. And if he does, I'll eat my words. I mean, that would be really interesting. Um, business 101 for Pete to do anything other than publicly express his, his love to remain a Met and, and his interest in remaining with the Mets will be incredibly foolish. Now, he might very well want to stay here. He might love New York. We've heard different things. I don't know. I've, I've heard a couple different things, but I don't – I don't know enough to really go with it hard, so I'll just say I don't really know. Although I, I will tell you, I've heard conflicting things with that. All right, and hiring Scott Boris, what does that usually indicate? Well, yep, yep, for sure. But I think Pete is no dummy, and I know Boris is absolutely no dummy. So for them to for for Pete to even remotely alienate the Mets right now would be a financial crime against himself. Because the more he says, "I want to be a Met, I love New York," the more Nimmo says this, and other guys have his back on the team then the more pressure the Mets feel to keep him. And when you feel pressure, the bigger check that you write. What I'm saying is there's multiple ways to build a team. Freddie Freeman left the Braves. How are they doing? Look pretty good to me. Uh, Bryce Harper left the Nationals the first year he's gone. Mm. They win the World Series. Great example. We didn't bring that up before. Carlos Correa, all right, he's not a top five, top ten player, and he's had some injury history, right? But it was he was a high draft choice. He won a championship with the Astros. He was obviously a massive piece of their fabric. He's gone. How are the Astros? How they Still do, pretty good. How the Astros do without Springer, without Garrett Cole? Yes, they, there you go. It's a long list. There's a lot of examples throughout Major League Baseball history. This one's different because it impacts you, and it's more personal. We respect that. We get it. But there's other sides of the coin. I understand it completely, and I'm begging you to listen to what I'm saying. This is not an anti-Pete thing. This is not me going against Pete Alonso. I'm trying to figure out the best way forward for the Mets. And I know this. Brandon Nimmo is the leader of that team. And hopefully he can do it with Pete here, but if he can't, 
then it's a problem for them. They need to let him be the leader and eventually captain of this team. Call us, 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Brandon Tierney, Salicata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. We'll have a visit from friend of the show tomorrow again, BT. Dice will come in studio, hang out for Dice, a little bit. Dice, he's back. Always fun to hang out with Dice. Can't Why not? Wait. You want to come back on? We'll have some fun, talk some Super Bowl with the Dice man tomorrow. Now, the issue is we get the trade deadline as well at 3 o'clock. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, hey, so Dice, we, we just got the shot there, Murray. Take a hype, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, Dice. Yeah. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, you know what people been, remember her? Hold yeah. on, you know what people have been telling me? Do you yeah. think he would do this? So, people are tweeting me that he's coming back to get revenge on me for the face drop comment. Are you going to apologize to him? No. You're not even going to bring it up? We no. have to bring it up again. I think, uh, you right? could bring it up. You don't want to huh? bring it up? I, mean, I don't feel the need to. I don't think I did anything <laughs> wrong. I just thought I was witty and hysterical. You realize a part of me a part of me died when you said that. I told I mean, you I was sitting here listen, like, oh. I mean, come on. The guy's done it for a living, man. He's affected know, every walk of life. I, I, can't, I can't volley back I, at him. I, I, I mean, jeez, how soft is he? I, he's not. Yeah, that's why he took I, it, and that's why he likes it. I us. don't think that that has anything to do with it. Me neither. Yeah, I think he's going to bury me. He, he's going to eviscerate me like a three-minute rant. Oh, I'd love to see it. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see it. No, I think he genuinely had fun. Yeah, yeah, he did. He he's, did. he's got the show to promote next week. The uh, the Carnegie Hall, it's a big deal have for him. Have you been to Carnegie Hall? I have never been. Beautiful venue. You've been there for I some? have been. What are you watching there? It was like an opera, a family, uh, yeah, some substance. Go to something, the opera? Something, no, trust me, I got I kicking say. and screaming, dude. I got <laughs> dragged there. But uh, maybe a little too classy for uh, for you. Yeah, it's, come on, dude. <laughs> for me, for us. I, mean, I hear you. I, hear I, you. I know one thing about us. We don't belong in no opera. No, we, Carnegie Hall. We need the dice man to dumb down Carnegie Hall we, a little bit. Then we'll show up. Which I think is part of the appeal, right? For him, <laughs> yes. especially, like, it's Andrew Dice Clay at Carnegie Hall. It's, As he said with us, they wouldn't they'd kick him off the street if he walked past. What it. kind of seats you think they're going to give us? I, like, I really don't good? know. I don't know. We, I mean, we, we get to hang out tomorrow. behind the stage, and we get to now hang out probably, in the dressing room. And now stuff. you're pushing it. Why? Now, come on. All right. I, I don't now, even think the audience cares as much. But yeah. if anyway. if he if he's going to use us to come back in and, and <laughs> chop it up, then we're going to yeah. use him. Uh, we'll see. We'll have some fun with him tomorrow. Yes. And of course, we'll get into the Super Bowl the next two days. I'm looking forward to. It. We've been holding out here. Yep. Did a little Knicks Monday. Did a little Yankees yesterday. Did some Mets today. And we'll dive deep into the football coming up the next couple of days. Limo driver Ed is calling from Pennsylvania. What's up, limo driver Ed? Hey, guys, long-time listener, first-time call. How you guys doing today? Thank you. How are you, Ed? What's up, Ed? Uh, all righty, guys. Now, listen, I-, I love Pete, but you know what, man? Like Just like Michael and a lot of other quarterbacks and people who that was good and great, they all leave the team. Uh, as far as with the Mets, I don't need Pete. See, Pete, he's, he's not a polar bear. You know what I'm saying? He's a teddy bear. You understand? He's a big old dude, strong, strong. Yeah. But when you go to talk to him, he's tall. All right? So, listen, the, I don't, as a man, my parents are my leaders, all right? If I'm in the locker room, I throw my headsets on, that gets me up. I don't need a guy to be screaming, all right? So, I don't, I don't, I, whenever I talk about a leader, I don't need this man next to me to be a leader. I get paid by the organization. I got to do my job. You do your job, I do my job, we win. Um, but, you know, I, that's the way I look at things, you know what I'm saying? So, 
Eddie, Eddie, can I, Eddie, Eddie, one second. Can I present something a little different to you? Okay, I, I hear you, and I think we're, we're, we're kind of wired similarly. I, I could speak for Sal. I, I get it. I get it. You shouldn't need that, that motivation coming from somewhere else if you were raised, I think, the way many of us were raised. But right. there's different forms of leadership. I don't mean necessarily banging a stool and let's go. And, right. You know, I, I'll take Boomer. Right. I'll, I'm going to take Boomer, right? So I look at Boomer, I truly mean this, as as our captain here at the fan. Like the unspoken captain. I agree. And anytime something comes up, and me and Sal have been in some situations where we've been in, uh, whether it's hot, not with management, but there's been stories, there's been situations, we've been involved in some stuff in only four months, there's been a couple things, <laughs> and right. everybody uh-huh. at the station has had our back, okay? Most notably management, which is what really matters, but Boomer and, and Geo as well, for sure, when those guys, you know, kind of set the, the tone of, hey, these guys have been on the air together four months, and, and Tierney's only been at the station two years, and Sal's been here, and he was mm-hmm. fired back in the day, like... They are showing support for us, which kind of creates a messaging, I think, within WFAN listenership to some extent. So that is a different form of leadership, and, and we appreciate that. So you do need leadership. It just it, it, it just might not be the same kind. All right, but then, like I said, is he's not a leader. So I'm not going to look him at and, and think he is one. And, and like I said, is the way he talks or whatever he does, he just, listen, he doesn't. The Mets haven't won with him. Okay, he's not a clutch hitter. You know, I wish he was, but he's not. When guys are on base, he strikes out a lot. He's not. I need an all-around clutch hitter. Mm-hmm. And right now, paying this kind of money for him, I understand, man. Oh, everybody's going to be like, listen, bro, no. It's time for him to go. Let's see what we can get for him. Let's get Soto. If he's on the free agent market next week, if he does take something with the Yankees, you know what? Let's get him in here. Let's get somebody young. Let's start this right. You know, I, I, we, we can't keep on with this. Great great call, limo driver, Ed. And there's a, there's a lot there. The leadership aspect, you're right, Pete isn't it. That's not our opinion. That is based on what we're watching, and he is not taken on that role. And I don't think the players inside the clubhouse look at him as a leader. And that's not a knock. Mike Piazza wasn't a leader. Carlos Beltran, who may have been their best player, he wasn't the leader of those teams. Mm-hmm. So it can... Who was? Just out of recollection. Well, I mean, Wright turned out to be the captain of yeah, those teams. Yeah, before David Wright, though. Like, um, he was young still. Well, Johnny Franco yeah, was the captain true. of that that's team. True. That's true. But Johnny Piazza Franco. was never the leader, so that's fine. The difference is Piazza didn't want to be the leader or didn't think he was the leader. Pete does want to be the leader and the captain and thinks he is the leader and the captain, but he's not. That's the difference. And by the way, I'm not knocking Pete, and I'm not even going to knock his performance like Limo Driver Ed just did, saying he's not clutch and all that stuff. I think there's great value in Pete's consistent performance and the fact that Pete plays every single day and the fact that he's thrived in New York. The knock to me would be the immaturity as a team. And whether it's McNeil slamming his helmet because he grounds out and he's worried about his batting average. O'Neal did it all the time. It worked. It, it didn't matter because the Yankees won. Keep going. Whether it's Pete being frustrated with himself and, oh, we didn't get it done or I didn't get it done. Like, I almost think they're too hard on themselves. Oh. And I think that that's – Buck talked about it yesterday. But I think that that's – honestly, that's part of the immaturity that's that I'm talking baseball, about. Dude. No, it's no, called baseball, dude. It's called being a pro athlete. No, Deal no. with the pressure. Yeah, well, they put too much pressure yeah, on themselves. But Come they on. do it, right? They beat themselves up. Because like, they're not good. They, they should. Yeah, they well, stunk last year. Were they beating themselves up the previous year when they won the second most games in Mets history? No. But, but, Let's not lean on that as an excuse. They didn't, there's, they, a, go ahead. there's a way to do it. Well, like, there, this is not but O'Neal did it. Yeah, but he didn't he do it. He would smash coolers. Yeah. He would smash bats. He would punch. Yes, he did. He did it. In Fire a, his helmet. I, I, not that I love that, but he did it in a different way, I feel like. Also, it wasn't 
you know, was isolated. That was his personality. It's it feels different with these guys. Well, I think the okay, fair enough. I mean, we, we oh, agree the Braves doing a little bit. Is Austin Riley doing that? I mean, I, I'm not watching the Braves every single day, but there just seems to be. I know the talent level. Yep, yep. There seems to be a maturity level with the Dodgers, a professional mature level with the other successful teams. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's just not there with the Mets. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, listen, there's a lot wrong with this team. That's yeah, kind of the point. I think that, you know, ah, man, this is a complex one. It's just a I know, There's I know. so many angles to this Pete Alonzo stuff. All right, but I want to go back to something Sal said before. Because... Uh, Ed, what's the name? Ed. It was a long Ed, Ed the limo Ed, driver. Ed the limo driver. Good call, Ed. Or limo driver. Ed. Either way, I think he called me and Teague. I remember that it's yeah. somewhere along the line, but it's been a while. So thanks for calling me and Sal. So he said he's not clutch. You kind of refute that a little bit, and, and I'm trying to look for clutch stats. I don't think he's particularly clutch, but I want to be able to quantify. He's hit some big home runs. I know he has, but I want to see the OPS. I want to actually see metrics over, and mm. I'm looking for it over a three year span. You know, seventh inning on, couple of runs or less. The clutch stats. I'll get the number for you in a minute. I'll, I'll actually see if he's clutch. I feel like he's not. You feel like he is. But when I asked you about an hour or so ago, down in Atlanta, late September, must win game. Down a run, Diaz getting loose of the pen. All right, you know it's lockdown mode. I said, who do you want up there? Yeah, I know they don't have that. Clear you didn't guy. say Pete. Yeah. So how clutch is he? Well, I mean, it, it depends on the situation. I wouldn't. Well, the situation he, is he, he would hit. He would be one of the guys. <laughs> you but get he, a hit, you win. You you don't, you lose. That's he, the situation. He would be one of the guys. I don't know if he would be my first choice. That's a problem. I think Lindor has shown a clutch gene. I know Mets fans are going to disagree with that, but I feel like he has, and he's been up in some big spots and failed. I know, especially the first year that he's here. But I feel like he could be that guy. N- n- nobody has taken that step yet. And Nimmo's going to give you a competitive at bat. McNeil can go foul line to foul line and not strike out, especially if he's locked in. You can make the case Pete might be fourth. Dave is calling from Long Island City. What's up, Dave? Hey, how are you? How are you, uh, Dave? What, doing good. Just wanted to talk about the whole uh, Alonzo and clubhouse thing and captain. Uh-huh. Um, basically, you know, it's it's not – I don't think it's one guy, you know, Um and and you want to get rid of production without replacing it. You know, when we got rid of Kana and Escobar, that was a big hit. And it was, you know, just like with when you were talking about the Yankees, you guys couldn't agree on a captain of the team or who was, well, we know who the captain was, but the leader of the team or who was vocal. And without, you know, if you want to get rid of Alonzo, you know, just replace him with some production. Who Who do you have in mind? Well, it's a bigger picture like you're talking about. Well, but that's a way you build the team out. Well, I mean, Soto's a name. Start with yeah, that. Yeah, we we went with Juan Soto next year. Also, you're trading you know, Alonzo for obviously pieces. Let's put it this way, Dave, and thank you for the call. And again, this is a different argument here. BT has said this for a while. I said I would not trade him for based on you know the, the his position or his body type or power, whatever all the reasons you were saying, BT, the way to build out a team. However, I could see that side of things. If you were to do that, let's say you trade Pete for a top young starter, which is what the Mets need. That's How does that not make your team better? I yeah. think that's the smart move. And then go buy power pitching. somewhere else. You need pitching. Anyway, the, the point is you're looking at it like, oh, how do you replace that production? And it's a lot of production. I get it. You're not going to get a guy that's going to hit as many home runs as consistently as Pete Alonso. However, you can find other consistent performance. But that's not the conversation to me 
about his production or not, because the, it should be a no-brainer that the Mets can survive losing Pete Alonso, just like all the other teams we reference. Yeah, losing, Bryce Harper, Nationals win the World Series. Yeah, I mean, the year after, losing great players. And Soto is going to be out there next year, mm-hmm. free agency, assuming he doesn't sign on with the Yankees here. Point is about, to me, the core and the chemistry and that clubhouse. And even if Pete stays, that's fine. He's got to acknowledge that Nimmo is the leader of this team. The Mets will be better with Nimmo being acknowledged as the leader and the captain. BT and Sal on the fan will come back, have more of your calls on the other side as well. I've called the day coming up at 1.20. It's been a Mets day here. We'll do some football coming up the next couple of days. I did mention a little Rangers, too, with Jonathan Quick getting the nod over Shesterkin for the second straight day out of the All-Star break. That is something there. We did touch on the Knicks and their win last night, but mostly Mets. BT and Sal on the fan. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Manning back, steps up, heaves one down the middle of the field, into the end zone, and Knicks makes the catch for the touchdown! He went up with the big hands and caught another Hail Mary on the final play of the half. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brandon Cuny, Salicata back on The Fan. We'll do a lot of football the next couple of days leading up to the ultimate game Sunday, BT. Super Bowl is finally here. We'll discuss it over the course of the next couple of days. Yeah, been fun. Exactly. Been fun talking about the Knicks, the Mets, the Yankees, and everything else. Actually, we we do need to at some point get into the Giants stuff. I know we talked about this off the air, but we haven't uh, done it on the show yet. As far as the Giants coaching situation, we did mention the Rex stuff today, which is interesting. Rex interviewing as a defensive coordinator. With the Cowboys, but the landscape of the NFC East, we could do that maybe in the coming days. Landscape of the NFC East is interesting now. With Dan Quinn in Washington, Kingsbury in Washington, will Caleb Williams force his way there? Yeah. What does that mean for the Giants? Where Eagles looking- had changes to their staff. Sirianni uh, retained. Everybody else gone. Eagles and Cowboys clearly better than the Giants as is. Yeah. The one team they were better than. And I think the Giants will be better, but still, I mean, they need a quarterback. Washington in a better position to get that quarterback. I mean, they, they, you could argue the Giants are, are the worst team in the in the NFC East. Think think about this. There are let me see. Salah's obvious. What the worst head coach in the no, league? No, well, I wasn't even going there. I, I I didn't even think you were joking. I, I was being serious. I, I hear you. you <laughs> Dable. Yeah. If the Jets and the Giants do not have good seasons, Salah is obviously gone. And. I would think Dable's gone too because I think then they make a massive push for Belichick and you boom. actually think that'll happen. I, do. Huh? I mean, depending if it's eight and nine bad, no. I mean, if it's six and eleven, yeah. Well, I'm sorry, I, I, meant, I meant more. I I agree that if they fail miserably, Dable because of the rift with the coaching staff this year, because of everything else, I just I feel like now it's more realistic than I would have thought, even if they had a bad year next year. Yeah, no, I get that. I'm I mean, just, what does it take a young quarterback and struggle? Is that going to be? I. I well, that would that's why I need to see the optics. And I, I do think that they will take the quarterback, maybe more than some. Not everybody agrees. That's fine. But, uh, yeah, if you get the young kid, he shows progress, then obviously you want Dable to stay. There, there's a few variables. So, but all I'm doing is saying that there's a chance within the next year, there's one, two. I would think that the Nets job could open, three. I mean, Cashman's got a job for life, but if this completely falls apart, do you rule out? I mean, falls apart. You like, rule like, out, like if 80, Rodon's a complete again, this, no, no worse than that. If Rodon's a complete stiff, if Soto bolts, if Verdugo hits two thirty nine, uh, if Volpe shows no progress, I like again. Mm. These are all things I don't expect to happen. At least Rodon could be a mess. 
the but bullpen's they could happen, leaky. That's the point. Yeah, I mean, uh, is it completely nuts to think that that you know Cashman could at some point be released? There could be some some changes. That's well, all I'm saying. Well, how about the this? Team. At the very least, if that does happen, I think they're going to make a change at manager. I'm yeah. not saying I would or yeah, they yeah, should. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But at the very least, probably. And what if the Knicks were to get bumped in the first round? Like fully healthy Knicks team. Now you can. Make the case either way. I would still support Tom Thibodeau. They would be absolute idiots if they did yeah. that. For who? I mean, unless you got like a Spolstro. Actually, you just got that crazy deal. No, I, I, mm. I'd I, have to see the candidate. I really like Tom Thibodeau. But to say this that there's not a better coach or two, I think is living in the uh, moment a little bit. I'm, I'm, listen, I'll roll with Tom Thibodeau yeah, in the next go, five years. I'm, I'm riding this with Tibbs. Uh, first round ouster. They lose in five games and they're healthy. Understood. Let's see what Sal is saying yeah. the day after they get bounced. I, I know, but I also think at times you, you shouldn't make a change just because you're reacting. I, I get it. He got outcoached badly by Spolster last year against the Heat. Now, most people do. I'm, I'm, hey, you know what? I'm not even trying to turn this into yeah. anti. I love I Tom Thibodeau. No, I know. I'm thrilled he's here. I respect him. And we're in good hands. All right, but anyway, your I'm point just, is that just the whole conversation we're going to have a new, I mean, two you know, new football head coaches. I mean, Sala, Dable, Joe Douglas, obviously, Cashman and or Boone. I mean, the net situation is is very much up in the air. It could be a lot of change. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it could be some change. Yeah, well, we know this. The Jets and Giants couldn't be further away yeah. from the Super Bowl, unfortunately. BT and Sal on the fan, 877-337-6666. We've been talking Mets and leadership off of the Brandon Nimmo comments. Joey is calling from Long Beach. What's up, Joey? Yes, hey, guys. How are you, Joey? Uh, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. Hey, I, I think I have a player who checks off all the boxes, and you guys uh, are – sounding off for the Mets, and um, it's it's someone who's gone through, the, I think, the most adversity um, that I've ever known as a professional, and uh, I don't, don't know personally, but just from reading, it's Starling Martek, mm. and he's in the clubhouse, he's not shallow, and I think no one in the clubhouse would, would look past anything he has to say, and I, I just wanted to hear your thoughts about that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Marte, obviously, he's been through a lot in his personal life. Uh, you know, what, what happened with his wife and, and, you know, trying to recover from that, which is just a totally different, like, mm-hmm. we're talking about sports here. That's actually real-life stuff. So I don't think anybody would uh, would not have respect for Starling Marte, both as a player and certainly as a man. Yep. I, I don't think he's – I don't think he cares to be the leader on this team. Now, remember, the, here's the here's the, I guess, fundamental issue or the root of the issue. A lot of guys may have the ability to lead, and they don't care to. Like we mentioned before with Piazza or Carlos Beltran in particular. Yep. Some guys think they're a leader or want to be a leader and don't have it. And I think that's the problem here is where the Mets have a guy who their best player, arguably, but let's just say for argument's sake, Pete Alonso, their best player, thinks he's the leader, wants to be the captain, wants to be the Mets version of Aaron Judge, and is just not aware enough to realize he's not. That's the problem here, which then prevents Nimmo, the actual leader of this team, from taking the full reins. That's the problem. What kind of leader do you think Carmelo Anthony was? I don't think Melo was a leader. He's another guy who I think he thought he was a leader. That's where where I was going. Because the numbers were there. All-time score, Pete. All-time home run Mm -hmm. hitter. Uh, I I do think Pete's in good shape. Uh, Is he in... Peak physical condition like Marte or Judge? I don't think Similar so. Similar to Mello. Similar to Mello. But I feel like they're different personalities, too. Like, I don't think that Pete cares about the stuff that comes with 
right. being the guy. I don't, I, think I don't think it's. I don't think his intentions or his motivation is to just soak up the adulation. Mellow is selfish. Mellow was Pete, that was Mellow's thing. I don't believe Pete is selfish. Me neither. Certainly not to that level. No way. Mellow was all about Mellow. Mm-hmm. It was everybody else's fault, never his. Yep. If anything, Pete's the other way in that he puts a lot of the onus on him and and wears it more than he should. And again, I think that that's some with maturity. But yeah, I like the comp in that Mello thought he was the leader mm-hmm. and thought he was some great Nick. He's not. Nope. Pete is a great Met. The the issue is the leadership. I think he thinks he's the leader and captain. He's not. Patrick is calling from East Hanover. What's up, Patrick? What's going on, Patty? How's it going, guys? How are you, Patrick? Good to talk to you. So when you first started off with this whole Nimmo being the leader thing, I thought you were a little, a little crazy. But then I did a, a little dive on championship teams where the leader was kind of like the fifth best player on the team. Mm -hmm. Because that's, you know, I mean, if the Mets are going to be a championship team, that's what it has to be. If if Dimbo's one of your top dogs, he's just not talented enough. Right, and we've acknowledged he's not the best player on the team. He's not right now, and they need to get even better players than what they have. I want to hear some of these examples. What what did you come up with there, Patrick? Well, I did a deep dive in the recesses of my really tiny brain here. (laughs) And as a Yankee fan, it pains me to say it, Jason Baratek, yeah, right. he was a huge. Yeah, Sox. okay, that's a good one. That's a very good but one. I think that's all. That's all. But that's all I got. Well, okay. So like how deep of a I dive? You came up with one team, dude. How yeah, deep well, is the dive? Yeah, that's my point. <laughs> well, my point well, is well, that's the outlier. No, it's, it's not. Hold on, Pat. Don't don't hang up on me, Pat. No, There's I, more. I don't know that it's the outlier. Think about this. I mean, who was the Yankees leader during the dynasty? Well, they had Jeter. Okay, no, I, was, I know. He's a first ballot holder. Right, but he was the most talented player on the team. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Well, no, well, was Bernie, he, yeah. well, Bernie was very right. talented. The point okay. being, but I... I the top three. Well, yeah, for sure. I thought Posada was a great leader. I thought O'Neal... I know Girardi caught the first two, but after that, obviously. Uh, I thought O'Neal was an emotional leader. I thought Tino was a great night-to-night leader. So Sabathia, a good leader, 2009. Yeah, oh, Sabathia. About as good a leader right. as you could be as a pitcher. Mm-hmm. The Veritek one is very good... You go back to the 86 Mets, it was obviously key. To go back to the 2009 Yankees, it would have been CC. Uh, A-Rod as a player, CC as a, as a presence. You know, I mean, Veritek's good. I think there's other examples, though. I do. I'd have to really rack my brain. I think I would come up with the, some. The point is you don't need to be the best player to be a leader. The problem is not that. That's not the issue where, oh, the Mets don't have their best player as being a leader. The problem is their best player thinks he's the leader and wants to be the captain. And I respect that. I would want to be too. But he doesn't have those character traits that Nimmo does. Nimmo is the natural leader. Like, Nimmo probably wants to hit 50 home runs a year too. Guess what? He doesn't have it. Pete Alonso does. Why is Nimmo the natural leader? I know he plays hard, but why? It's not that. It's the way he carries himself, the stuff that he says. He's selfless. It's always about the team, for the betterment of the team. And again, while you can individually maximize your earnings, I would never take that away from anybody. I want Pete to get the most money possible. I hope he gets $300 million from somebody. I don't think it's going to be the Mets, nor do I think that that would be responsible. But for his sake... Go get $300 million if you feel like you're worth it. Same mm-hmm. with Brandon Nimmo. Nimmo, it wasn't like Nimmo said, yeah, I want to be a Met, but he also wanted the most money. They were shopping him around. He had other offers. I remember Colorado was yeah, up the there. Yeah, the Mets had to go. Right, there was some thought about maybe want to go home Go back home because he's Wyoming. Yeah. Okay, so the Mets had to go the extra year. They didn't really think he was, you know, obviously they knew they were overpaying, and they wanted to do it because of everything that Brandon Nimmo bring to the table, not just him as a player. Did yep. they overpay? Sure, but they got a chance to keep him. So Nimmo maximizes earnings, but he's a selfless player. He's about the team. 
I'll give you a good example. It's not a championship team, although he was on it, but Brett Gardner, I think, inarguably, I know he didn't play last year, but I'd say the last five or six years of Brett Gardner's career, he was the leader on the Yankees. He was the leader. Right. Nowhere near the best player no, on the team. a lot like Nemo. Right. Yeah, Gardner a couple well, of years. Well, I mean, Nemo's but, a better player than well, Gardner. Yeah, yeah, he is, but, well, Gardner was well, a better center field. Well, come on, what? Dude. We're going to start busting. Get I the stats it. up. I love, on. Let's uh, come it. on now. No, let's do it. This is an old pull, school Mike pull and Chris thing here. Let's go. We, pull pull this, that out this, remi- this reminds me of Just Brady. Just get it. I'm telling you, Mike and Chris had an argument one time because I called in. I was on hold while they were doing it. Uh-huh. Brady Anderson, dog goes, Brady Anderson, I think, is a better center fielder than Bernie Williams. And Mike's like, oh, Well, the dog, one year he was, though. Dog, but he hit the 51 on. home runs. The yeah. Home runs but, I mean, was... who's a better player? That's Brady Bernie. Anderson. Right. So, anyway, point is, dude. Okay. Nimmo's a better player I'm saying that he could be. All right, but I think you are sleeping. Come on, big now. time. Are, do you have the stats up? Yeah, go ahead. You got right. Gardner. For some reason, my fingers aren't typing properly okay. here. You pull up Gardner. I, I got Gardner. I, I got my guy. You got yours. Yeah. All right, Brett Gardner. Gardner's a good player. Oh, appreciate the concession. Yes, he was a good player. He's just not Nimmo's level. I'm Come not on. saying he's quite like Nimmo, and I'm not saying Nimmo's Bernie Williams either. But yeah, Nimmo's a good you. offensive player. Um, all right. No, no, I'm not, not going to win this one. But I just yeah, think okay. that you're, well, you're yeah, sleeping no, no, on No, no, no. You want to pull up the numbers? Well, Go okay, ahead. It depends what you're looking Wait, for. What's the OPS? All right, how many career stolen bases does Brandon Nimmo have? 11? 26. What's, okay. What's the, what's the OPS? He's got basically 300, Brett Gardner. OPS? No, no, 300 what's the, steals. What's the OPS? How many runs does he have? Oh, how, give how many me, runs? Give me the well, OPS. I'm, I'm going to give you the things that fit my criteria. Otherwise, Brandon, I'm not going to win. All right, what, what is Brett Gardner? What's his high career? His high uh, run total? scored? Yeah. He had, in, in succession, he had 94, 96, 95, mid 90s. Just right. sniff at 100 a couple Nimmo, times. What, what was Nemo? 102, 2022. How many times? He did it 102. He did it once. Okay, but below that, now yeah. you got to give me a sequence. Oh, he, did eight, he had 89 well, last year. And he's just getting going. Nimmo, Gardner's uh, got a full career here. Uh, okay, okay. What's the most. Uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I don't know if I like that one. We're going to get to uh, hold on. Anyway. I'm under yeah. pressure. Stop. Uh, let's see here. I'm not going to win the OPS well, battle. Why not? No, I want to know what it is, though. Homer, give me something. Homer's How, What's rabies? the most triples that Nimmo's ever had? I know oh, Nimmo's Jesus, actually pretty good. we're going to triples. <laughs> Nimmo led the league in triples in 2022. So Brett Gardner. How many? Ten. He had seven. Oh, he followed up last year with six. Advantage Dude, me. This, this is a bad one for you. How many homers? Total, career. Uh, more or, than you think. Or, or give me the high for, what was his season? 28. High? Okay, that's a good season. Oh, yeah, you didn't think that was coming. No, no, what was no, his side, 23? I, well, he no, he had 28 a couple years ago. Yeah, he also did Yankees. You know, he had 24 last 24. year. 24. 24 last year. All right. And Nimmo, I mean, uh, Gardner also played at Yankee Stadium. Oh, it's a power number. He's a short high ribbies. What, What's the high ribbies? Uh, it's a leadoff man. What's the high ribbies? I know, so is Nimmo. Uh, 74. Okay, Nemo 64. Oh, and then advantage six, Brett. It's going better than I thought. And then, yeah, 64 oh. and then 68. Okay. Uh, by the way, short career. What was, seriously, what yes. is Gardner's career batting average? Uh, I, I can't tell. There's a little blemish on my, uh, yeah. my laptop. Is it over 250? Quite. Uh, yes. Okay, what are we at? 256. Okay. What are you at? 274. Uh, that's, that's a big advantage. Uh, excuse me, two, 270. hit 274, though, two years in a row. All right. But it's 270. Uh, and then give, give, give me the, this is where obviously Nemo excels. Give me the OPS. Now, to be fair, Brett, I will. To be fair, Brett hung on till probably mm-hmm. two years more than he should. He had 223 and 222 back to back at the age of 36, 37, 38, whatever. And he, was, and he, he should not have been playing yeah. every day. And a lot of times he was. What do you need? OPS? Yeah, come on. You're going to crush me Get on to this. It. 740. 828 yes. for Brandon Nemo. You have a war there? But how come every time I bring up OPS with Pete, you, you, you I say OPS is I, I important? I don't really like OPS, uh, but in this case, it comes in handy. Where is What's the, the war, war on the baseball yeah. reference? Top of the page. Oh, under that's right. His, top of the page. Um, under his bio there. 
career summary. How many gold gloves uh, does uh, your boy have, by wait, the way? Wait, it, does it show career war or just that? Uh, hold on, where is the I've war? got war. I don't have. Oh, I've got it. I've got career. Where is it? It's right beneath his bio. The that, picture, all that stuff. Go oh, to, yeah, go yeah, to yeah, summary. I see it. I see it. Yeah, career war. Let's uh, go. I have a few more questions. Yeah. No, no, no. no, no, get no to the, I want to get to the, the I'll war. give you the war. Does uh, Has your boy won a gold glove, yes or no? No. Okay. Has your boy won a World Series, yes or no? No. Okay. Not yet. Uh, what's the war? Where are we at? Oh, give me, give me Gardner's career. Why do I have to give you mine first? Give me Gardner's 44. career. 44.3. Get the hell out of here. I swear to God. 44.3? Yeah. What's 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 Nimmo's? Career war is 21. All right, dude. That's bullcrap. No, no, no. So I win. War, what is it He's good for? He's doubling the war. Get out of oh, here. Oh, now the war doesn't matter. Nah, it doesn't matter. I was just curious what it was. I got to tell you, Sal, yeah. I won't quite claim, like, declarative win. No, that's a win for You Nimmo. definitely didn't do as well as you thought you were going to uh, do Nimmo's, Nimmo's a better player. Uh, yeah, you hit but but the... by what metrics? Yeah, by, by the ones we just Not gave you. Not by war. You. OPS, OBP. <laughs> what was his OBP, Gardner? His what? On base. You sound like a nerd, OBP. Just say on base. Yeah. Don't say OBP. Yeah. You sound like a geek. That is true. <laughs> three, I don't do these stats. 342. Okay, 380. Yeah. yeah. Nimmo's a better player. Uh, okay, but is is he Come really, on. though? What's his war? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, BT it's out on the fan. Bob is in Avon, New Jersey. What's up, Bob? Hey, guys. Good show. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things with leadership, and I think the things that we see, like, when teams aren't winning, whether it be a game or a streak, the, the leadership can come or, organically as someone who has passion and, and drives and never quits, you know? It's the guy, it's not necessarily the guy who's going who's gonna to win you every game or based on stats. It's the guy who picks the team up. It's the guy who shows he cares, the guy who never quits. And, uh, you know, that that's when – leadership becomes contagious or that passion becomes contagious. Yeah. And I think that's what's missing from a lot in baseball. I mean, you, you sit there, you look in the dugout when the Mets are down three runs and nothing's happening, you know? Well, and and, and yeah. you want somebody to be that spark plug, especially in the era now of the soft-handed management, yeah. you know, when yeah, guys are just being more managing by numbers and diplomacy. You know? that's a good, yeah, because back in the day, Billy Martin could smash something or Whitey Herzog can curse up a storm or Jim Leland or... Lou Pinella, Dallas Green managed both the Yanks and the Mets. I actually understand that. All right, so here's the problem with that. Baseball just doesn't lend itself to that kind of emotion. I mean, yeah, we did. We definitely did, did it in high school. We even did it in college. But, like, we were chirpy in the dugout, cheering each other on, you know. But you don't do that as a pro. You know, you, just, you, know, you, know, you, you give a little, watch out. That's it. You don't uh, start doing a chant. Well, I'm sorry, like BT. you do when you're eight, you know, eight years old, like we do. I'm sorry, BT. I have to interrupt you. Very you. distracted here. Something's no, happening. No, no. Well, what? Dove, just I want to clarify something because I, I admit I'm not the greatest with the stats and the war stuff. Dove, yeah. do you want to just alert? Uh, well, BT? I know. He's, can I guess? Hold on. Can I guess? Can you want? Can, can I guess? Yeah. Okay. So because Brandon, it's career cumulative because Brandon mm. Nimmo's career is just about roughly. Well, right. it's more than halfway done. Well, he's um, thirty. He's only well, thirty. Uh, he's thirty-one. How, how long did Gardner play? He played till he's thirty-seven. Okay, so we got How seven many years more, has Nimmo played? Seven more years. He's played eight years, I Okay, think. so yeah, you're going to play your career. Okay, so what you're going to tell me is by the time, you, and, and you might be right, that by the time he hangs it up, it's going to be more than the 44.3 you know, war. Is this what you were going to yeah, say? Yeah, I, I knew something okay. wasn't adding up, and then Dove alerted me. Go ahead, Dove. Tell me what you were saying here about war. Like, like he just said, it accumulates over time. If right. you play more, you have a higher war. 
Thank you. Unless you regress to the player, then you have a lower war. Thank you. It didn't which make, is also it a didn't, possibility. Yeah, it didn't make sense. I'm looking at it like, there's no I way. I don't know. Maybe when they put that C on his chest, that C's too heavy to bear. And he forgets how to play ball and that war drops. There's no way. <laughs> there's no way he had that much of a, a better uh, war. Man, yeah. Whatever t- the hell that is. <laughs> I was trying War. to slide that one by you. I'm like, he's not catching on. This is a you cumulative. Knew that? Well, I knew it was career, but I also, to be fair, because I do like Nimmo, and he is a good player, very good. You know, I knew that, like, you could have extrapolated that out and pushed back. Right. And challenged but me, but to. you didn't, so I wasn't going to do it yeah, for well, you. I don't even see it. Why would I make? Why would I, I help out your argument? Can't, where is the place for individual seasons war? Do they have that on there? I'm know. sure they do uh, somewhere. Dove, I mean, one, no, Dove, no. Dove seems to be well, liking I mean, I the, the, see the last war year. digging here. Let's yeah. go. Anyway, point is, uh, Nimmo was a better player. Man, BT and Sal on the fan. <laughs> More of your calls on the other side. Call of the day as well coming up when we come back. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. Call of the Day with Brendan Tierney and Sal Licata on The Fan. Today's Call of the Day is brought to you by Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely, choose Ramsey Mazda. Matt is calling from Morristown. What's up, Matty? You guys have one of the COVID... Uh, temperature guns you can put to Sal's head to see if it says 107 with this take about Brandon Nimmo. He had 600 at-bats last year, and he hit 23 home runs, and he hit 274. You could read stats. Congratulations. Holy cow, Matt, you did it. Core of the day. He can read stats. Congratulations, Matt Morristown. You're the winner. Listen to me. You shouldn't even be talking right now. They should, they should, they should put you in the timeout room in the corner for this take about. Brendan Nimmo is an okay baseball player that plays a good center field. Look around the league; everybody has really good hitters all over. Yeah, the I place. know. You could read stats; there are better numbers. Like, That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about stats. Do you have an opinion on Nimmo being a leader or not? Who cares if he's a leader? Well, that's what we're talking about. Bye, Matt. Thank you for the call. Oh, that was a great call, of course, to start the show early on. Who cares if he's a leader? Look, you can say that he's not the leader. You could say that you think somebody else is, in fact, the leader. I I think you need a leader. Now, you could also minimize the importance of that. I believe it's imperative that a team has a true leader to help them through the tough times, to show them the way to show maturity and growth as a team, what it takes to win. Now, obviously, Nemo hasn't won anything here, but I, I firmly believe that of the group, look, it should be Lindor. I just don't think he's the guy for whatever reason. And Nemo is shown to be that guy publicly. I think he's shown that on the field, off the field. For me, he's got to be the leader. And I just worry about the presence of Alonzo, who thinks he may be the leader of the captain, getting in his way. You know, we've been bouncing around a little bit today from mm-hmm. some of the great leaders, you know, whether it's Mess, whether it's Keith Hernandez, to leaders who thought they were leaders but didn't really qualify, somebody like Carmelo. Who's the leader of these Knicks? I mean, is it is there any question it's Brunson? I don't know. I don't um, verbally. I don't think he is. I mean, it, that's why I'm asking. I mean, I know in terms of setting the tone. Yeah, I think it's work Brunson. ethic. I mean, I, I I do too. I mean, there are all the guys. See, I think Randall's I, a big leader. Yeah. Well, I mean, Lander, uh, Randall was the leader. I mean, it was his team a few years ago. You know, taking him the four seed before losing to Atlanta. Yeah. I think Brunson is the guy. Also, it is a different setup where Tibbs is a clear leader. Like it's different yep. in baseball and basketball, or, or certainly at least with this particular head coach. Mm-hmm. Tibbs is is the true leader of the team. The way Riley was back then, or even Van Gundy, maybe less Van Gundy, but Riley was the leader of the Knicks. You yeah, can say I'll that Oakley. I, I was watching Tibbs' presser last night. Yeah, he is. He does. 
He is like the last remnant of yeah. authority. He's he's old school. He so is, man. I think he's their leader. I think Brunson. I think Rand. I think they have a bunch. Even Josh Hart. I was going to say like Josh, too. Yeah. yeah like yep. they, they have a bunch of different guys. I, I do think you need that, though, in sports. And I think the Mets need it in particular. Remember, we're talking about a team. I don't want to use the word collapse. But however you want to describe it, they blew that division that was theirs. Yep. They had to win one measly game in Atlanta against a team who wasn't that much better than they were. They weren't getting swept better. And the Mets had their pitchers lined up for that series. All you had to do was win one game two years ago, and you would have won the division. And maybe history changes because... History's not changed. The rosters are so different. No, no, but I'm saying you don't play the Padres in the first round. Who knows what could have happened that yeah, particular year. I see what you're saying. They were lined up. The Mets were one of the best teams in baseball that year. They had the horse at the top of the rotation healthy. DeGrom and Scherzer were healthy. They didn't get the job done in Atlanta. They didn't get the job done in the postseason against the Padres, and they never recovered from that. So we're talking about a team similar to the team that did collapse in 2007, that core. It never recovered, and they waited too long to change it. I don't think this core is good enough, and I want to see a leader come of it and show some maturity here. And I think the clear guy to me is Brandon Nimmo. You know what I'd love to see? And we won't see this. We will not be privy to this. I would love to see... Mendoza's opening speech to his team down in Port St. Lucie. Very curious. God, yeah, but he's another question mark. Well, All due respect. Well, but. I mean, yeah, everybody is a question mark when you, you know, ascend to a role that you've never been to. It's his first time. I understand that. When you moved to Middays, you were a question mark. Yeah, well. When I, no, you were. Yeah, but a little bit less no, than. No, but you were. When I came over from CBS Sports Radio, I was a question mark. Yeah, but we've we've at least done it at this level. I know it is different. You know what I'm saying. I Yes, but he's now in control of the whole. I, I know what you're saying. You know, like, is he assertive? Does he defer? Is it a little combination yeah. of both? Is it? Is, well, he's going to uh, be learning. Put it this way. He's going to be learning. Well, that's where Gibbons comes in. Right. That's why I love the hire. Gibby's a no nonsense. Give it on this round. Buck talked Gibbons. about that. Buck talked about that yesterday. I like I get that. it. I, but it, there's still an unknown there. Andrew is calling from Shirley. What's up, Andrew? Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Okay. How are you, Andrew? Um, I'm gonna clear it up, you know, all up for you guys, even though you kind of answered the question yourselves without realizing it. Uh every time you guys look for examples, oh, who is the leader on this championship team and who is the leader on this, and then all of a sudden you find yourself listing off four or five guys. That's the whole point. There is no, there's not supposed to be one definitive leader in every aspect on this team. Pete is a leader in his own right. Nimmo is a leader in his own right. The problem is, it's when you mix the different personalities, how does it mesh as a whole team? You can't be the one clear leader when you bat once out of nine guys, you know what I mean, and get five at-bats through the entire, uh, the entire game at best. And be like, well, that's the clear leader, even though there's so many other things going on. You could be the leader that pushes guys that hustle. That's Nimmo. You could be the guy that corrals, you know, the leader that corrals the defense that you never, ever, you know, give half, um, you know, half effort uh, type defensive, uh, you know, whatever, effort on that mm-hmm. sense. And you're always going to look for the guy. Maybe that's Lindor, or it should be. Pete is the guy that says, put the camera on me, and I want us to go, you know, win everything, rah, rah. I'm going to lead by example with my power. That's fine. The real problem is that Pete came into this scenario saying, hey, uh, go save this franchise. And he wanted to be that guy. And then the, the organization didn't really build up that lineup to kind of help his effort. You want to use the Braves as an example. Yeah, you don't want to know why Austin Riley and Matt Olsen can be really be calm, cool, and collected when they're doing this thing. Because they got the Cunhas around them. And that if they strike out, it's not, well, the lineup's screwed now. You know what I mean? Somebody else can go pick up the bat with their talent. So, yeah, but individually, all those guys are better than Pete is individually. I'm not knocking Pete, I but he's just—he's not a superstar. I don't want to get in the argument of who's better individually. Well, well uh, but that matters. But yeah, why not? I don't, I mean, it's a conversation. No, you think he you're is? Gonna get off tra- we're going to get off track to say, is this guy definitively better than this guy? Here's the bottom line to know about Pete. 
50 home run potential, guaranteed 40 home runs, mm-hmm. and 100 plus RBIs. You put him in a loaded lineup like these other guys can do and get some protection behind him. By the way, he, who's he had behind him? Robinson Cano, Jeff McNeil, and then praying that a 20-year-old catcher can come in the league and slug the ball over the fence. That's, that's Pete Alonso's protection. That's great. Right. Anyway, but I don't want to get into the weeds of that. I'm talking about the leadership aspect of this. He is a leader. Go, well, and, no, no way, he's not, though. He's not, Andrew. Andrew, Andrew, he's not. He's not a leader. He's a great what? player. <laughs> he's, you know, I'm telling you, he's not. He's he's, he's a, great... a leader in his own right, Sal. No, no, there. Mm. You're either a leader or you're not. And thank you for the call. Maybe in his own mind, I think it could be various forms of leadership. Right. Everybody's different. I, but... And I, I agree with that. I, if I had to rank the leadership on the Mets, there's two guys: Nimmo and Lindor. I think Lindor is closer than Pete is. Pete is the better player. I, I'm not. Nobody's arguing that. I think he's a great player. Now he's not as good as some of the other guys. You want to say he doesn't have protection? Fine. This is not to me about Pete's performance on the field. No, it's no. about them lacking something in that clubhouse. And for some reason, Lindor hasn't fully taken the leadership reins where it's clearly his team. And he's and, not, dude. He's he's 31. He's, he's not going to change now. I remember, too, there was stuff about, you know, Kipnis years ago saying that Lindor's Oh, yeah, not a that's leader. right. That was last year, I think, that came and, out. And, re- and remember the stuff about the thumbs down thing? Where of he course. Was, he was... Fu- Lindor was following Javi Baez. I know, lead. I know. That's, that's not a leader. At least if it was the other way around, you could yes. say, "All right, he was leading." Now he was ill-intentioned in his leadership uh, style, and, or but but yeah, like he was following. Yeah, he was that, following that's, the bad that's thing. That's the exact opposite of a leader who's following a stupid thing. Yeah. Now he's learned from Immature. it. Sure, you know he has, and, and I yeah, love Lindor, and, and I think he's a I think he's a good teammate. I think he's a good player. Yep. I, the thing I love most about this Mets team is that Pete and Lindor play every single day. That they're they're very good players who play every single day. So I like that, but they're not that leader that Nimmo is. Now you want to say you don't need that? Different argument. You want to say, well, oh, I care more about who's going to protect Pete than who's going to be. Le-. Fine. I think they need a leader because of what they've been through, because of the immaturity that I've seen. Whether it be the thumbs down thing, whether it be you know Pete humping the guardrail or just <laughs> sometimes saying stupid stuff. Like, Imagine Aaron Judge doing that. that no, you can't. Now the why? Guardrail. Why they're both players? Imagine Jeter doing that. No. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, that's a great point, actually. And just people think say, about, I'm yeah. laughing, but just think about it. Imagine Judge doing that. Going to town on a guardrail. <laughs> and if he did, what would you say? Now, maybe I'd it's call not him the an big, idiot. Yeah, maybe it's not the biggest deal in the world. But like, what the hell is yeah, he doing? Yeah, no, I, he, I, I, I'd call him out. It just, and it's not just one thing. It doesn't make him a bad person. It doesn't mean he's a bad player. But yep. those things... You're right. It just shows a lack of maturity there. See, ideally, you've got a leader like Nimmo who who plays the right way, but maybe is not quite the emotional spark that resonates with everybody. I'll tell you a guy that I've got high hopes for. We have Alvarez? Even yes. Yeah, I agree. He could be that guy. Yes. Who did he beast. hit that three-run home run against? I remember watching him come around first base, and he's... Was it a yep. pinch hit? Pumping his fist. He's had some big ones. Pumping I know he's had a couple. His, yeah, flexing, his flexing and firing his arms. And that place was going. Matter of fact, it was a promo for Met season tickets that I used to see on SNY. You know, come see the kids or the fire is back or whatever little slug they had attached to the energy of the kids. It was palpable. I'm like, there you go. Now, you need more than that. Obviously, he's too young. Yes. But he could be one of those guys yes. that could be along a core group, maybe led by Nimmo, but Alvarez being a leader as well. I think so. No, Gary Carter was a leader, too, to a certain extent. But it was Keith's. He was the captain. Yeah, because Gary wasn't one of the boys. And All right, well. No, no. It, it was a form of leadership that everybody respected, but it wasn't. Keith was the conduit. Yeah, he could be both. Yeah, he yeah. could be like Gary at well times. Said. He could be one of the boys. Well said.
BT and Sal on the fan. We'll come back, finish up with you. You talked about it on the fan. And the ball game's over. And the Giants have won Super Bowl 46. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. I love this one. Love LL. I love this one too. I have his. I don't have all LL's albums, but his greatest hits album, and this is definitely one of them. Good stuff. BT and Sal on the fan. All right, I got a question for. Are you afraid of heights? First of all, yes. Like deathly or increasing with age on the scale of fear? No, no. I've I've always been deathly afraid of heights. Okay, Uh, I wasn't at all, and then suddenly it started creeping up. I noticed like Disney certain rides. I'm like, oof. Like just I noticed things were starting to creep into my life. Have you done any at Disney? I've done them all. Like Tower of Terror? I've done them all. I've done them all. And that doesn't like... No, but you know where I think it hit me when I was going over the Golden Gate Bridge. This went at first on, on bicycle. On, on a bicycle. I'm like, whoa. I just... The first time... This was 12, 13 years ago. Like, I just factored in like, right. wow, the netting's pretty thin and look where I am. Like, so that's the first time <laughs> I really took stock hit a, of... Hit a little rock or something. Yeah. Be, yeah. And Jen and I were on a tandem bicycle. I was Ooh. doing all the work. It was brutal. Anyway. <laughs> so, the uh, I saw something during the break here on social media. There's a guy, Kevin Schmidt, mm-hmm. in South Dakota. Beautiful state, by the way. Mm-hmm. Very underrated Never state. Been. Beautiful. And his job, one of his job, is to uh, climb the Sioux Falls Tower in communications to change a light bulb. No way. Well, I didn't even tell you how high it is. Yeah. I didn't tell you how much he's going to get. Yeah. How much? Well, <laughs> all right. So it is a little more than 1,500 feet straight up in the air. Now, if you're like, well, what does that really feel right. like? Imagine going home plate. To the center field wall, roughly four times, okay. or stacking four, four times. Okay. Think about it: home plate, yeah. the center field, four hundred feet, right. or four right, ten, right, right. four eight, twelve, sixteen. I'm pushing things out. It's okay. an estimate. It's an approximation for that one thing that takes him. I think he said thirteen minutes. He gets twenty thousand dollars. Wow! You wouldn't do it. I don't know. I could use some help right now, but still, dude. How does he do it? Is he harnessed in? Uh, well, if, uh, yeah, he's harnessed in. But you got to climb, or you got you get oh, lifted he, he, up there. He's climbing. Like, it's climbing like it's a ladder. Physically climbing. Oh, no Dude, way. I don't know if I could do it for $20 million. <laughs> I think they had the, the looking down at his descent. I honestly don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it either. Care how much money it is? six steps up and be like, yeah, you know what, I'm know. out. I'll figure Dude, out how I get on a ladder. Fit, like, put the star on top yeah. of the Christmas tree. Right, you start to look down. Yeah. It's like, uh-oh. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm five feet off the ground. I, I'm with you. And you're tall, too. So yeah. for you to be a friend, yeah, for me, it's, uh, as you know, I'm, I'm very short uh, yes, in comparison. 5'7", uh, is that what we settled on? What did yeah, Spike I mean, say you were? Know, according to the internet, I'm 5'5", five, five, I think. <laughs> right. According to the internet, I'm 5'5". Five, five. Spike says I'm 5'7". In reality, I'm 5'9". 5'8". 5'9 with the no, shoes. No, no, 5'9". 5'10 five, five, nine nine with, five, with shoes, I think. Oh, is that what it was? Okay, yeah, 5'9 without shoes, 5'10". Listen, I know that people clown my skinny legs and your lack of verticality. I don't like look at you as some minuscule figure. I never did before until I started taking pictures next to you. Post Although them. the picture with my arm around yeah. you, it does look like I'm going to stick it in my pocket. Uh, before we finish up with the calls here, yes. one other side note. I, I saw the Mets are showing interest. Did you see these reports? J.D. Martinez. Yeah, so, yep. so here's my question about that. And Andy Martino reported that they're not close to the, quote, deal zone, whatever that may mean. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's not going to happen. But whatever. They, they're showing Why is interest. it not going to happen? I, I just don't believe it's going to happen. Here, but here's my question. Okay. If should happen. Like, but. if you want the player. Yep. Just get him, dude. Just get the player. If you want him, get him. So we've heard, well, what's been the number one reason that you've heard that the Mets didn't want to do uh, The budgetary reason. They had about 10 or $11 million set apart. Well, and, uh, that was one. Well, that was the what's, main well, thing. Well, what's the other one? I don't know. And oh, Avientos getting at bats. 
you either want to get Vientos at bats at DH or you want a real DH. Mm-hmm. Now, there are other ways you can make Vientos. He can DH a little bit. He could also play some third base. He's a young kid. Give him a glove. Now, you know what the problem to that is? Right. He's not a third baseman. No, he's not. Right. So that's that's where we have a real problem here. That they have somebody that's not a baseball player that they're pretending is a baseball player. Young kid who doesn't have a position to play defensively, so he's going to force it, be forced into DH. However, then just ignore, stick to what you're saying. You're saying you want to see what the young guys are, right? Yeah. Then, then do that. Don't flirt with J.D. Martinez if you're telling me that you want Vientos to be the DH. Now, I'd rather have J.D. Martinez, but I wouldn't flirt with Vientos or, or give you the idea of, oh, Vientos needs to get at bats. Which one is it? It's so weird, dude. Just just get the guy in camp. Would you please? I saw this last night. Like, the Mets are entertaining the notion of having a conversation with J.D. Martinez. Wow. That's incredibly inspiring. How about you take it a step past it? You have a conversation, and the conversation goes like this. We need you. We need somebody behind Pete. Come to New York and help us out. See, to me, it's it, – it, and the, the budget, like, I do believe, and I, I saw this – I saw the – where did I sit? Maybe Andy somewhere – where it was in the last day or so. Maybe that was part of this article. I don't mm-hmm. know. So much stuff going around with, with baseball. I'm up to my neck with it. But it was along the lines of if there was something, it may have been this, that would radically improve the Mets offense, right. they, that he, that they would do Andy it. That Cohen, that, yeah. Okay, that Cohen would do it. I believe that, right? But stop measuring the literal nature of what he might do. Wow, he's 35, 36. Is, what kind of year is he going to have? Dude, he's a World Series champ. He's a six-time All-Star. He's got three silver sluggers. He's got a thousand RBIs, even if he gives you 70 RBIs, okay? The conversations and the learning and the wisdom that he's going to impart on not just Vientos, but all the young kids in that locker room, it's invaluable. And you got to get a veteran DH. And they're going... It's embarrassing. They're going based off of, well... He projects to give us this. Oh, Viento projects to give us that. I saw the projections and, for and for the, Well, whatever. And the cost. Like, that's what they have. I don't know this, but well, that's what they have to be thinking. Welcome to David Stearns' world. Yeah, well, my question is, do you want a DH? Do you think you need a DH? And if so, they're available. Just go get one. If not, what are you doing here? That's, that's the issue. Like, I've resigned to the fact that they're not getting a DH. Whatever. Uh, it's not what I would do. But, okay, fine. You want to see Viento's fine. But then how, like, I don't understand how they can be. Mixed messaging, you mean. Sal, I know there's a lot of Met issues, like the rotation's not that Mm -hmm. good, and the Buck stuff from yesterday, and Mendoza, first-year manager, all the stuff with Pete, I get it. If I, I truly mean this, like, because I I can compartmentalize a lot of the stuff and a lot of the things I can rationally separate, like, my fandom, if I'm a Mets fan, my fandom from what maybe is a bit more of a practical view. If I was a Mets fan right now, I would be absolutely out of my mind livid if they start the season without a veteran DH. That is unacceptable, that is pathetic, and that is a loser mentality. I think it makes it worse being that most Mets fans probably resign themselves to the fact that it's not going to happen. And now, oh, well, the Mets are interested in J.D. Martinez. And then you say, well, they're nowhere near the deal zone. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. You know you need somebody. You, you acknowledge that you you want somebody, and you're going to hold back for whatever you know, few million bucks that it may be. John is calling from Edison, New Jersey. What's up, John? Hey, how you guys doing? I enjoy your show. Thank you, John. How are Thanks, you? Bud. Uh, you know, I'm listening to this conversation about Alonzo today, and I just had to call that. You know, I hear him referred to as the uh, as a as a teddy bear, a frat boy, and his lack of leadership. You know, he he's noted around the league as being soft. He gets hit. His teammates get hit, and he doesn't want to do anything about it. He says, I, I may hurt somebody. You know, Pete, you want to be a leader. You need to take care of that for you, 
and your teammates. And one more thing, Pete, the LGFM, you got to lose the F. Be professional, mature a little bit, and you know what? It was let's go Mets long before you got here. It'll be let's go Mets when you're long gone. Yeah, and, 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 and John. I'm an, and, I, and I'm an Alonzo fan. Me too. Me too. I, I know the people don't. And thank you for the call, John. Good call. Me too. But that doesn't mean that you can't critique some of the things that have gone on here. And that that was also an issue where he's going live on SNY saying LFG. I was watching that. Like, I remember that. On, it was during dude. the week. I remember seeing that. And yep. again, I'm not like, like okay, whatever. Curse. No, like, but there, there are, listen, we're adults. There are kids. I mean, you know, I know that things have changed. You can see things on social media. Uh, most etiquette and, and the way people comport themselves is completely up in flames. And he didn't just say sadly LFGM. Oh, I know. He, he dropped said, the actual That's bomb. what I mean. Like, I was watching it live. Yeah. I remember. It was awkward. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I Trust me, dude. I mean, you and I curse a lot off the right. air. I'm not trying to right. pretend I'm anything that I'm not. I, it's always been a part of my life. I mean, I do, you know, around it's, the kids, I try to be smart and stuff. I, I do, but... You know, I grew up cursing. Grew up cursing in Brooklyn. It's kind of how you talked a little bit. So I have no problem with it. But it's just another example of, like, it's, an, it's just an awkward injection. I don't know. And that's exactly. It was an awkward injection. And in that spot, you have to be professional. There's a time and place for it. That's just not it. And it's in line with some of the other stuff that he's Here's done. when you do it. Remember when he, uh, I think they've done more than one, certainly with Craig. <clears throat> the Comedy Hour. Uh, they had right, a comedy show with Pete. With yeah, you got a couple of drinks in here at the mic. You tell a joke. That's when you drop it in front of 500 people. Podcast. Yes. Go out there and, and have some fun with it. Uh, Lawrence is calling from Oklahoma City. Oklahoma, what's up, Lawrence? This whole conversation about Brandon Nimmo being the captain of the Mets, like this is such a dire situation as a, as a Mets fan. Like this is really the conversation we're having. Like you need a leader when you have a direction. You're, we're not going anywhere. Like where is he going to lead us to? Like fourth place? Like the, the team sucks. And, uh, and and it's worse it's worse now than it was before we had Cohen because at least at least before we had no hope and, uh, and now we have hope and it's, it's, it's misconstrued and it's disgusting it's disgusting no. we're a top market we're a top market team we have all this money we can't get our stuff together to put a respectable team out there look at our roster look at our roster garbage we're we're gonna win sixty seventy games this year we're, and we're worried about a leader let's worry about other things right mm. let's worry about winning some games the team sucks the team's gonna suck all year. I'm signed up. I'm locked in. It's not, Lawrence, it's not as bad. I understand the frustration, and thank you for the call, and we appreciate taking the time to call, of course, and and listen. It's not as bad as you're making it seem. I think it's bad. Well, he said 60-something games, and the team sucks. No, that 60 is a little low. But Pakota projections has, and and again, what does this mean? Nothing, but they have them projected to be a wild-card team. Like, you could make the case that the Mets could be a wild-card team. Here's one thing that I do want to say there, outside of the overall picture of where this team is going to be. All right. They're... It's not just, oh, where's he going to lead us to fourth place? No. He can show you how to play the game the right way, how to be a professional. That's what you want. That's what I want to see from the leader. Lead by example on and off the field and show these guys how to be professional, selfless players that can come together for the betterment of the team's success. Yeah, um... You know, one thing, it's funny, so much of this has fallen on Pete because, you know, obviously he doesn't have a contract, but you know what's a a big issue that kind of gets brushed over because he does put up pretty good numbers when it's all said and done? I got news for you. I don't want to see Lindor wait until it gets warm out to actually start hitting Mm -hmm. because this team is not good enough for Lindor to just coast and, 
you know, hit 190 in May and you know, 247 in April. And you had a bad first couple of months. It's been like this every year. I mean, dude, you're, one of the, you're supposed to be a star player. Come out of the gate on fire well, for that's, once. That's one of the things, though, about being productive as far as this team being good. They need him to produce the entire year. I mean, they're just not good that's enough to overcome. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, I yes. get it. Well, it's different than the, the leadership thing. No, no, yeah. it's just about playing. Right. I, I right. kind of jumped uh, abruptly there. Right. No, I'm not talking about the leadership. I'm talking about if the Mets are going to be a wild card team like you think they could be, I don't see it at all. Uh, but, you know, baseball's random and you never know, and hopefully they are good. Hey, you know, he's got to be alone for the ride for 162, not get hot when they're buried. And everybody says, wow, look at the good year Lindor had. How about one through 162 you actually get it done? John is calling from Bayonne. What's up, John? I like what you just said, but it comes down with Pete Alonso. He's selfish, greedy, thinks about himself, and he's not better than Judge. Now, Judge won the home run derby. Did he go back the next year? No, but Pete Alonso had to go back. John, let me ask you a question. I'm going to defend Pete here because, you know, I I get it. It's a tough conversation, but unnecessary slander is not cool. Why why is he greedy? I'm going to stand up for Pete. He wants – it's all about him. How do you know? He's a leader. How do you know? How do you know it's all about him? Well, what what did he do the next year? He got in the home run derby. So what? Yeah, so what? So what? He thought, he thought he wanted, hey, guess what? He wants to keep on winning it. Okay. Home no, but hold on, but, but John, John, wait, John, John. Oh, John, hold on one yeah. sec, but John, hold on. I would, I would accept what you're saying with more credence if, like, Bobby Abreu years ago won the Derby and came back and hit 203 or whatever and had three home runs. It doesn't adversely affect his performance. So what's the problem? Okay, here's the problem. Guess what? What if he gets hurt? In the but he hasn't derby? gotten hurt yet. Okay, okay, good. So what's the home run derby? Does that win your world, Oh, just stop what's with the stupid-ass <laughs> home run derby. John, all I'm saying is you call up and you say one of the – and, again, I, I would trade him, but i got to be fair. You know, one of the better performers in our city is greedy and selfish, and the things that you hang your hat on are asinine and childish and and, and largely non-existent. Now, there's going to be some tough conversations about Pete Alonso moving forward. we got to keep it correct. we got to be fair to the man. Yeah, I, That's I, ridiculous. I, I agree that he's not greedy. And, look, he may want the most money. That's fine. That's we all right. do. i got news of, for of you. Of course. So did Brandon Nimmo. So it, they, Nimmo did that as well. I'm not saying that you can't want the most money. Uh, I'm not even saying he's a selfish player. That's not my biggest issue. My biggest issue is that I think there's a, a lack of maturity that is on display there, which prevents him from being a true leader of this team. And that's a different conversation. That's why I, I'm not trying to attack the last right. caller. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, listen, you call him, you say whatever you want. But that's that's bordering on unfair and irresponsible. Pete's not that guy. Pete's flawed. He's also talented, but he's not what that last caller depicted. And it's also not the reason why we're saying that maybe they have to trade him. Agreed. There's other reasons there as well. All yep. right. We'll get back to some of the football ahead of the Super Bowl in the next couple of days. Thanks to everybody who listened. Thanks to everybody who called. We appreciate each and every one of you. Thanks to Dove. Thanks to Hop as well. Evan and Tiki, they're coming up next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.